Welcome to Mornings with Matt White, right here on SEN. Welcome uh, to uh, the Captain's Run. No, it's not Cameron Matt Smith. White. You don't look like Matt White. <laughs> you don't look like Matt White. Uh, welcome to the Captain's Run with the great Cameron Smith. Uh, it is going to be a massive episode, guys. We have the great Scotty Drinkwater on at 10 o'clock. Talk Drinky. about a red-hot uh, bit of form. But mm. first of all, Smithy, mate, yes. how have you been, mate? I've been really good, Kempy. Um, mm. Great to have you on the show again, mate, as Thank always. You. Leading the uh, the show like a great leader that you are. Um <laughs> No, it's uh, it's it's been a great week. Um, great week of footy last weekend. I know it, it seems like a long time ago, doesn't it? Yeah, that we um we we watched the last round, but a uh, couple of couple of really good victories, mm. um, particularly for a couple of the Queensland clubs, the Broncos. You yes. tipped them, Mate. against the Sharkies. The boys got up. The boys got up off the, off the Sharkies. What was a pretty comprehensive victory that they had the the previous week, and everyone was talking about. Um, Sifa Talakai and his performance and the mm. matchup against Katoni Staggs. Katoni Staggs got got his number that night. And the Cows up in Darwin. Mate, how good are they looking? Yeah. Pretty I, sharp. And and as you mentioned, it's um we're we're very fortunate to have uh the current number one for the Cowboys, Scott Drinkwater, um joining us on the show a little bit later. Yeah. Just to talk about the Cows and just on Scott uniform. You were at the club when he was coming through, correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, yeah. and what, what we spoke about earlier on my um, my podcast earlier in the week was, mm. I think we forget this is a bloke that essentially was ahead in the pecking order in front of Hughes mm. and Pappenhusen. Yes, to potentially replace Slater, mm. Tory's peck, and then Hughes played so well. Yep, and then he went to the Cowboys. What was it like working with the guy like? Scott? Yeah, look, he, he was a he come he came to us as a, a great young talent um, from the Central Coast, mm. New South Wales, um, and he had a he had a strong background in, in touch footy. Okay. So he he had pretty silky skills yep. uh, with the ball. Um, was great on his feet. Like moved really well across the field. Um, not too dissimilar to to Billy Slater, actually. A mm, mm. um, little bit different, I guess, in in the style of running. But he was just very smooth with the way he moved laterally across the field. And he's got that sort of little goose step that he uses. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, and so we were pretty excited about the, this this young prospect that we had. Mm. Um, and unfortunately, uh, yeah, he had a pretty serious um, peck injury, which he he was sort of destined to move into that, that role mm. um, of the number one jersey. But, uh, yeah, kept him out for a long time. Um, and he it took took a long time to recover. And in that in that space, that's when, you know, we've seen the emergence of Jerome Hughes and, and Pappenhausen in that, in that <laughs> it's, role. It's it was just, crazy. And it was just, it was just unfortunate. And, yeah. and, but that, that just shows how, you know, the timing and, and opportunity in, mm. in elite sport, it, it plays a huge part in, in yep. your career path. Absolutely. And even further to, we'll get into a bit of contract talk with uh, Wayne Bennett. He's out there. Wild, the wild Wayne's West world. He's doing some fishing. He's doing some fishing. Absolutely. <laughs> but it, contracts are all about timing as well. Mm. I mean, you would have seen it so many times where yeah. a club, it doesn't need, say, let's say a club is uh, in the market for a specific position. It might be they're desperate for a half. So mm. they're going to, you know, allocate all their funds to a half. Mm. And sometimes you can be in a position where the club doesn't really need your position. It's It's got a lot of depth there. Yep. And all of a sudden, you're sitting there going, well, I have to resign because I'm off contract, but there's no money in the cap right now for the next couple of years. Yep. And you may, may miss that big opportunity for the big contract. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I look back to my own situation and and you, and you just think, well, like, a lot, a, there's a fair bit of luck that goes, mm. goes into um, having the opportunity to play elite sport. Now, you know, for all the parents out there with young kids at the moment playing junior sport and... You know, sort of thinking, you know, 
that my kid one day will be an elite sportsman. That that's great. It's great for the kids to have dreams, but you got to remember, like it's mm. a very very small percentage. Yeah. And as I said, a, a lot of luck um, plays a part in in whether they go through or not. And timing is huge. Like for me, so for me, I actually got my first opportunity to play first grade through a very unfortunate incident mm. with Marty Turner. He was playing number seven at the time for Melbourne. Yeah. Um, Matt Orford. Matt Orford had a hip injury. Mm. Marty Turner was was playing number seven. He was involved in a car accident, right, with Michael Russo, mm. with another player at the Melbourne Storm. So that's how I got my first grade debut. Wow. Was through the unfortunate incident of, of someone else. Mm. So I played two games um, with Melbourne Storm in 2002. And then from there, there was, there was, there was a, um, you know, a contract negotiation period between um, Richard Swain, who was the long-term number nine at the Storm. He'd, he'd very... He hardly missed a game of football in his time at Melbourne from yeah, well. from his first game in '98 oh. all the way through to, to at the end of 2002. Mm. His contract was expiring that year. My contract was expiring that year. Yeah, okay. And they took a punt on a rookie like myself who had played two games, not even at number nine, mm. played in halfback. And so that's that's how I got my start. Yeah, well. So that's just an example, just one example of of thousands mm. um, of people just just in rugby league. Yeah, not including any other sport. Yeah, it's, it's it's so interesting. So like, timing is everything, yes, as you mentioned. Yeah, mate, sliding doors, mm. sliding doors. Uh, imagine a, a world where you ended up at another club, how different. It just It's crazy to think that that's oh, even a possibility. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mate, uh, talking about signings. So the great Wayne Bennett, I mean, it, it, it feels like he is just, he is out there in the wild west, just yes. swinging about uh, looking for people to sign because mm. I don't know, I'm, I'm torn, Smithy. Part of me wants to panic. The other part of me wants to go, no, no, the, the Dolphins are going to be fine. But there's another part of me that says, <laughs> what's doing? we got, what, it's like, yeah. what, six months? Not even that till yep. November. Yep. How long we got? So we got, we're in, about, we're in May. Yep. So we've got basically five, five months, months until preseason starts. Well, well, they'll start, being a fresh team, they'll start training in October. Mm. Their mm. preseason will start in October. Yeah. Now, now the, there'll be a team. <laughs> there'll be a Dolphins team that is fielded next year. Yeah. It's just a matter of what their makeup is. Crazy. Will, will they have established uh, NRL players? Well, they'll have a few. I think they're currently nine on their roster. Mm. I think I might, I might be wrong, but that, that was my last count. I think there's nine. So you've got Stone, Asako, Kafusi, Bromwich brothers. Yep. Uh, they got a, I think there's a young number nine that they've signed from, uh, that was playing at Winner Manly. Okay. Out of the Queensland cup. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think it's roughly about nine. Yeah. Um, and NRL squads are made up of about thirty players, not wow. in, not including not including you know development players or rookie lists and all this sort of stuff. So there's there's plenty of spots to be filled. Now mm. they will be filled, mm. but it's, it's just a matter of who's going to fill them. Yeah. Will it, as I mentioned, will it be established NRL players? Will it be fringe NRL players that have had sort of half a dozen games? This year, or even over last year, mm. or is are they going to have to fill those spots with, um, you know, players from from the um, lower tier competitions around around the country? That that's yeah. that's that's really what 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 the question that needs to be answered. Yeah, and at the moment, it just seems like every time they go after the Dolphins, go after a big name, they just the 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 stop sign comes up. Yeah, and just says no, no, we're, sorry, we're, we're or, not coming. Yeah, we're not coming, or we got a better offer at this club. Yeah. Or well, Reese Walsh was the latest. Yeah, uh, he had a clause in his contract with the Warriors that if they were to return to New Zealand, he had a reportedly. Choice. Yeah, I think he reportedly that, had one. Yeah, reportedly had one. So, 
But I think, uh, yeah, he, he's indicated that he will be going to New Zealand when the Warriors do return there. Mm. Um, so you can strike that one off the list. And, Crazy. Yeah, they just keep adding up. Mate, and, and, and again, we talk about that timing. The tough thing for the Dolphins is, is most marquee signings right now don't come off until 2024. Mm. There's essentially no marquee signings they could possibly sign yep. without breaking contract in 2023. Yeah, which which is, it, it, you know, you, you, you don't want to say that it, that's impossible, Kempi. Mm. You know, there's certainly possibilities that players can, uh, you know, finish contracts at their existing clubs mm. uh, to move to the Dolphins, but there's going to be heavy compensation made by the Dolphins to those clubs. Yeah. They have to pay them out a, a, a certain yep. um, percentage of that, which which would be, I, I would I would imagine, would be a, a fairly big chunk yeah. of their existing contract, mm. which which then, that, that then goes into the, the Dolphins' salary cap as well. Yeah. And, so and it eats away at theirs. Absolutely. And you don't want to explode your cap up being so no. desperate to get someone there for the first year. And I guess... I personally think if I had to, if I'm a betting man, I think the Dolphins have gone, you know what? The first year, maybe we're not going to be that great, mm. but let's not blow our cap up for the next decade mm. by being too desperate to get someone in 2023. The concerning thing, like, the concerning thing for me, uh, if they're in that situation, is you look at you look at the current competition, Campy, mm. right? And and the 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 alarm bell, the alarm bells for everyone in. Um, in the game, in and around the game, supporters of the game is is the the gap already between, let's just say Melbourne and Penrith, and yeah. the rest of the competition. Now, the rest of the competition, most of those most of those those teams have built a squad. Yeah, they've built a squad. They've they've gone out and bought players that they wanted to put together that they thought was going to be a competitive side, and they're not competing. Yeah, yeah. So what the concern for me is like, what's where will the Dolphins be? Yeah, it's so true. Is it, is it going to be is it going to be Melbourne, Penrith, a gap to the rest of the comp, and then a gap to the Dolphins? Yeah, and and then that makes it even harder to recruit again for the Dolphins. Oh, yeah. Um. So yeah, look, it's 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 a really interesting topic. Uh, speaking of Reese Walsh, what are your thoughts now? My personal thoughts on this, I actually like that he's shown loyalty to the Warriors. Now, some mm. people say, look, he's missing out an opportunity to be coached by Wayne. Yep. But my personal opinion is he's got fifteen years left of his career in front of him. I like it sets him in good stead that he's willing to repay a club that took a chance on him. Yeah. You know, they didn't know whether he was going to be a first grader. Yep. They took a real risk. It's paid off and he stayed loyal to a degree. I understand he was already under contract, but he made the decision to go back. I like the decision. What do yeah, you think? Yeah, I do. I, I I like it particularly from a young player mm. who um who's been given an opportunity uh to to, to play first grade and and um you know, a club shows a a huge amount of faith in that in that player um, to give them that opportunity. So I like that he's staying on. I think I think what's happening a little bit, Kempy, is that maybe maybe some of these already established players and and players that are sort of um, highly sought after. I think they may be looking just maybe to see how the Dolphins go. Yeah. In the first twelve months. Yeah. Or twelve to twenty four months. It's almost like looking at you, mate. Who's going to jump first? Who's going to jump first? Yeah, well, yeah, or just maybe just seeing how, like, how the club performs, and and not only on the field but off the field. Yeah. Um. And and see where they're where where exactly where they're positioned in the competition after you know one or two seasons, and and then and then you may see. Yeah. You know, uh, you may see some some big name players, high profile players, make the move to the Dolphins. Uh, make sure to call in 1300 01 1170 or give us a text 
0457736736. But we've got some text here. Uh, this is from uh, the Boss Hog. The Boss Hog. Hello, lads. The Boss Hog. If there's one position you could improve in the Pen- Penrith Panthers side, what is it and who replaces them? It's a great question because you're uh, like, you know what? I don't really know what I don't know what you would improve. Oh, you know what? I reckon they I reckon they're um I reckon they're they're runners. Their trainers could be a little bit faster. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's really it. They could get that they could get that water out there quicker. Nah, look, it, it that's a hard one. Um, you know, because they've 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 got they've got strength right across the park, don't they? And and what they do have, they have they have cohesion mm. in their team. Yeah. Uh, and that and that comes from that uh, sort of development program that they've had out in Penrith now for quite some time. And you see the rewards that they're, that they're um, reaping now through, you know, young, young men playing a lot of, you know, junior rugby league, junior representative rugby league together. And now going through an NRL system, um, playing some New South Wales cup and now into the NRL. It's just a, it's just a really good um, system that they've built out there Yeah, where, you know, you, you have a guy like Brian Toto, Injured for you know several weeks, and then you bring in um, a, a young edge like they're they're both kids mm. um, on the left hand edge there, and it's just it's seamless. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, it's just crazy. So like that's a that's a that's a difficult question. Um, I, I yeah, I wouldn't change anything at the moment. I honestly, they're, they're unbeaten. Anything. They're unbeaten, and they're the first club in NRL history to go eight and. A, to start a season, two seasons in a row. Oh, back-to-back, really? Yeah. And what's crazy about that is for four weeks of this season, they were missing key players. Well, well Cleary didn't play for the first three. Which is insane. Mm. So they, they, the first club to go 8-0, two seasons in a row, that just shows you how incredible the things they're doing out there. And their, and their home record... It's is like it 23 games on the trot or something? That's a record too. I think so. Is that so. correct? I think so. Yeah. Uh, now, also, uh, hey, Silky Beak and the Hairy Goat... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, there you go. What do you legends think about bringing back under 20 reserve? Do you think that would help the young fellas get grips of first grade instead of getting thrown to the wolves instead of going to Q Cup? No, Ash. no. Look, good question, Ash. I, um, I actually like the system now. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I wasn't a huge fan of the under 20s comp. No, I didn't like it. Given, given yeah, that under 20s comp, they were actually putting sort of 17, 18 year olds into that competition. Mm. And I just, I just feel as though they, they, some of those players, they, they actually thought that they'd made it already. Yep. And that was, well, you know, my hard work was done Yeah, because they wore, they wore the same colors as the first grade side. They played in the big stadiums. They yeah. got to play in front of crowds on TV, um, which is fantastic. Mm. It, it's like, it, you know, <laughs> that's, that's, that it's, it sounds lovely. And, you know, in theory it's, it's great, you know, giving young guys, something to aspire to, but, but I think it actually worked in a negative way Yeah, where I think young guys sort of, they got picked in an under twenties team or squad or system, whatever it was. And they thought, Oh, well the hard work's done. Yeah. Um, but I, I, yeah, no, I, I like, I like seeing young guys come through that, that sort of more junior pathway. Mm. Um, and, and when they actually earn the right to be picked in an NRL side or a first grade system, well, that's when they get to wear those colours and that's when they get to play in the big stadiums and totally in front of the agree. crowds and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I just recall my own you know, path into first grade, putting on that jersey, mm. that first moment mm. of like, I'm actually wearing a Broncos jersey right now. This is incredible. Whereas, you know, yeah, as you said, under 20s. Uh, we're going to head to a break, but call us 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 
736 736 and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. Remember, give us a call or text in, but call in first, 1300-01-1170 or give us a text. Uh, also, uh, great well, prizes to give away, Kempi. We've got a lot Some of great messages. prizes. Uh, a lot of great prizes to give away and we always get good texts, so we're definitely going to be giving away prizes uh, this uh, this uh, to this week, fifty dollar fifty dollar schnitty voucher, mate. Schnitties, and I mean, whisper is on the on the grapevine that yeah. we may be getting some schnitties in here later. No way. That is the whisper on We're the on grapevine. Again. We're on again. Oh, Let's beauty. go. Let's go uh, now. Uh, we've got plenty of text here. So, what is the best Roosters mm. back five when fully fit? Teddy, Tupu, Tupo, Manu, who wears three and five? I like Suwali on the wing. I think mm. he's been really really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, I think you're probably looking at either Billy Smith or Momorowski. I would go with Momorowski. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree with your five. I, I think Momorowski, he's back in this week, isn't he? I, I think, think he's he back in. Um, so he's a I, – I spent 2020 season with um, Momors. Okay. And, mate, he was fantastic. And he, mm. he it's, it's where he started his career, actually, at the Roosters. Yeah. He's he's done the rounds a little bit. Did he, he win a Premier did, did he play in the Grand well, Final? He, no. He, he, well, he, he was injured. Could you imagine if he did? So what happened was he he he, he – he did the. He was the trade with West Tigers, mm. that, with Harry Grant. Yes. Um. So he he come over to our club, played a fair few games, and actually tore a ligament in his thumb, oh. and it was playing really well for us. Yeah, he was going good, really well. Um, out in the centres, um, and tore a ligament in his thumb, and that that pretty much ruled him out for the year. If he he could, I think he could have played at a pinch at the end. Yeah. But we sort of had a settled um, back yeah. line by then, so um, missed out. But yeah, look, he's he's a skillful player. I'd have him in there every day of the week. Uh, hey, guys, do you think the Dolphins will target Mitchell Moses? The Mitchell Moses situation is really interesting. So mm. apparently he has, or reportedly, he has a player option for 2024, yet to mm. take it up. Uh, oh, mate, we're hearing so many of these options. Options, of clauses. Of late. Mate, player I wish option. I had some options and some clauses. That's funny. <laughs> I was doing one-year deals my whole career. Give me something. Something. <laughs> <laughs> what would your clause have been? Mate, like my clause would have been ten years. Or I don't have to play Manu Vatavai. <laughs> that would have been my clause, the Vatavai clause. Or, well, you, well, you joined him in the end. I did join him, and then I just stood out in the wing to get the ball. So that was great. That was great. Understandably so. Under one of the greatest wingers that ever played the game. I understand why you went that direction instead of the uh, the beak on the other edge. Yep. Uh, but the great Mitchell Moses. This is really interesting because mm. last what, time there was a bit of tension with the re-signing and you know upgrades and all that kind of stuff. Mm. What do you think about the Mitchell Moses situation? Oh, look, I, I think he stays, doesn't he? Like, he's been a great player there um, for a long time. He's a local local kid to that uh, to that area of Parramatta. Um, but there seems to be a lot of that stuff that comes out of Eels though. Like Gutho was the same. Yeah, Clint Gutherson was the same when he went through that sort of. And he seemed when I spoke contract to him, negotiation seemed pretty reasonable about what he wanted. Yeah, so um, not not sure, not sure what's going on at, at Parramatta, but um, I'd I'd be locking Moses down. Oh, for sure. surely. And and the interesting thing with the Mitchell Moses is like, surely, let's say, let's just assume, but he would be at least on seven fifty a year. Yeah, at the very minimum, he'd mm. be on that. Mm. And so let's say they say, look, we're only going to give you eight fifty a year or eight hundred. Mm. Is the two hundred k? Let's say Dolphins say we're going to give you a million. Is the two hundred k really worth? You have to go back and start from scratch. Mitchell Moses yep. has been, and people don't like to admit this, yep. when he came to the club, they were at the bottom of the table. Mm-hmm. Ever since he arrived at the club, along with Gutho becoming captain, yep. they have gone from bottom of the table to mm. a premiership threat. Yeah, They've he, recruited some good players 
outside of those two as well. Absolutely. Got to be honest. But he's been hard, hard. He's been a part of that yeah, field, though. Absolutely. And so he would have to go and do that again at the Dolphins. Yeah. Well, well, that's the thing. I think particularly for a, a young man, he's yet to win a premiership. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's he's in a position where he's got to think. Well, I I think personally for him, it is. <laughs> He's got to weigh up. Like, do I want to get paid or do I want to win a premiership? Yeah. Which one is it? Yeah. Because like, it's going to be really hard to have both. Mm. Um, unless the club's willing to, to pay you big dollars. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, mm. you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. So if he's got to weigh up, well, am I, where's my greatest chance to win a premiership if that is what I want to do most? Mm. What do I want to get out of this game? Do I want to be a premiership player or do I want to make as much money as I can while I'm playing? Yeah. Some Sometimes... That's what players play for, yeah. And and like it's, you can't begrudge them for that, you know. You just you got no idea of their upbringing, and where they come from. They they may have come from no, absolutely nothing, yeah. Which a lot of rugby league players do. Mm. So they're out there trying to do the best for themselves and their family. Mm. Um, every every individual is in very different situations, yeah. But um, I, I think for Mitchell, he'd have to um weigh up what exactly is his goals right now, yeah. Um, if he moves, he's moving away from family. I know he's got a very tight-knit, uh, close-knit family down here in Sydney. Um, he's moving away from a lot of um, mates that he's been close with for a long time in, yep. in the Parramatta system. Um, and, you know, is he, is, he, is he a chance of winning a premiership going elsewhere? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Is he a chance of winning a premiership if he stays at Parramatta? Mm. Well, they're, they're the things he's got to think about. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And I think he is the kind of player that is becoming – good enough to win a premiership. Mm. Like I can see sometimes when you look at sixes, sevens and fullbacks, you go, I don't think he is good enough to get all the way to the end and get the job done. I think Mitchell Moses has developed into a player that is good enough to lift a premiership at the end of the season. And I think also he, he, you know, he can obviously think how he wants to think, but think about the greatness he would achieve if he could bring a premiership to Parramatta oh. and he's almost there. Like oh. I know, I know it's a hard thing and luck's going to go your way, yep. but the outside of Penrith and Storm, mm-hmm. you would say the Eels are the closest one of equally yeah. close to a few other teams. Yeah, well, well, you'd probably the next, the next two after them would right now, yeah. you'd probably say would be them and Sharks. Yeah, absolutely. And then closely followed by Manly. So he's right there. If they got people on the paddock. Greatness is right there. Exactly. You know? And and again, like we, we spoke about timing with, you know, contract negotiations and opportunities and all that sort of stuff. Well, it's a similar thing with, with premierships too, Kempi. Mm. Like it's it's all about timing yeah. as well. So you yep. need a little bit of luck on your side to win those. Mm. You need a lot of things to go your way. Do they have the squad right now to win a premiership? I think they do. But every team outside of Melbourne and Penrith, and this is this is getting a little bit monotonous too. These comments, they have to be at their very best. Yeah. When they play, if they come up against one of those two sides in a knockout match at the end of the year, they have to be at their very best to beat them. And and as I said, they can beat them if they're at the very best. But that's yeah. the challenge for every team outside of Melbourne and Penrith right now mm. is to be able to form that consistency that those teams do have. And what they are lacking is. If you see a Penrith or a Melbourne mm. play a game and they're not quite at their best, they still find a way, mm-hmm. Kempi. They still find Absolutely. a way. Like Penrith last week, for an example, played against the Gold Coast Titans. Probably mm. went up there thinking, well, this is, you know, Titans aren't going well at the moment. We're top of the table, haven't lost a game. They were slightly off, mm. okay? They were slightly off, but they still had the class to get the job done. Yeah. And Melbourne's been the same this year also. They've, they've only dropped the one game, but... At times, at periods, you know, they haven't been at their best, but they're just they're good enough to 
when when it when it matters, they get the job done. Yeah, absolutely, and and that does separate the, the great teams from the good teams. Uh, we've got a caller here, Tom from Dubbo. You there, mate? Yeah, mate. How are you? Hey, Tommy. Hey, mate. Um, I just got a question. Do you reckon the Cowboys uh, chance to go all the way this year, win the premiership? Mate, it's interesting. Uh, one thing I have learned over the last few years is it's a long season. Uh, it's a long, long season. And teams that you think at the start of the year are going great. What I will say, though, is the Cowboys have been absolutely fantastic this year. Mm. Peyton deserves a massive rap because a lot of the growing pains he went through last year that I personally, I probably disagreed with a few of his decisions. I think they're showing fruits now and showing that Peyton was correct to make those calls. Uh, but it's all about consistency now with the Cowboys. They beat the Eels, but they need to also put it to other top four sides. So I just want to see him for a couple more weeks before I make that call. But I will say they've gone from a team that most people would say aren't going to make the eight to it will be a disappointing season if they don't make the eight. Yeah, I I, I think that that's that's been a, a story in the past of the Cowboys too, where a lot of people mm. have said this is a top eight footy side and they've missed out. Um, I'd like to think in this current competition that they, and and the style of footy that they're playing at the moment, the confidence in which they're they're playing at, mm. um, or they're playing with, I'd like to think that they'll finish in the top eight this year. Surely, yeah. surely, surely. Yeah, you know, you know, injuries, you know, barring injury, and mm. they're going to be missing a couple through Origin. There's no doubt about that. They have got some really good young players there at the moment. Val Holmes will be involved yeah. in Origin. Um, that's no scoop. That's that's just a given. Um, you know, so if they can maintain what they're doing right now, and as you mentioned, Kempi, like show that same consistency that they that they had against Parramatta when they're playing these top sides, they'll, they'll be there. Mm. They'll be there, which is which is great. It's great for rugby league that you know the Cowboys are doing well. It's great for that region again, and all the fans up there who are stuck by them through some tough years. Absolutely. Thanks for the call, Tom. Appreciate it, mate. Cheers, boy. On you, Tommy. Cheers, mate. Uh, we're going to head to the break. Uh, so call in 1300-01-1170 or give us a text 0457-736-736. And after the break, we're going to preview the round. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We've got uh, a caller on the line. We've got a caller from Joe oh. from Macquarie Park. You there, Joe? Yeah, mate. Just wondering about if they've gone a bit too early with the Dolphins, considering how uh, bad uh, Brisbane been going the last few years and the bit of drain of talent around people. You know, most players getting out of uh, Brisbane as opposed to going to it. Yeah, it's a good question, Joe. Um, thanks for your call, mate. Look, I, I don't think it has anything to do with the Broncos. I think, uh, in fact, I think that's a good reason to have another side in that southeast Queensland pocket. Um, but the the issue is, and, and you did mention that the 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 major issue is the lack of talent at the moment. Yeah, and and that's been raised, hasn't it, Kempi, mm. uh, about this current competition? Is that if if other squads are struggling, you know, to fill rosters with with you know sort of elite players. How are we going to field an entire new, an entirely new um, franchise mm. with players to make that team competitive? Yeah, like what what's the answer? Exactly. Like Kempi like, like mentioned before, Joe, that um, a lot of the you know particularly elite players, the marquee players, they're all they're all under contract for at least another twelve months. Yeah. So will the Dolphins have to go through a little bit of pain in this in in the twenty twenty three season before they actually get an opportunity for those players to be on the open market? I'm not too sure, but I, I, I yeah I do I, I do feel as though that um, you know we've 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 put a new franchise in the competition at a time where there's actually 
there's there's probably the talent pool is is quite shallow mm. um, compared to some seasons in the past. Yeah. Um, and you know right. I, that that all comes from you know like our grassroots system and and player development from a young age. Also, they've gone to rugby. I've got a son playing rugby in rugby league and has to now choose where to go. And that's Ooh. another issue that's down the track as well. How, yeah. how old is he at the moment, Joe? He's uh, 15, turning 16. The problem with him, though, is as fast as, as big as a forward and as fast as a winger. Ah. And with rugby, they always want him up front, just in the ruck and ball, whereas league, they had to sort of give him a run. But now he has to choose where to go. And he's in those sports, high school things. Yeah. I don't know if they're that great anyway, but who knows? Well, there's a, t- there's a team at Redcliffe that needs some players, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good, mate. On, good on you, Joey. Thanks, Joe, for calling. Cheers, bye. Cheers, mate. Appreciate it. Great question, Joe. Great question. Uh, I, I would think I would pose the question of, would, would it have been smarter to wait until two teams were ready to come in the comp? Mm. So that, A, let's say you're locked in the Dolphins. Yep. And then you also locked in a New Zealand team or whatever, and then basically gave them two or three years to plan together. Mm-hmm. And so that not only did it not affect the, for example, next year in Magic Ground, Dolphins have been guaranteed a game at Magic Ground and someone else is ah, going to miss out. Right. Well, yeah, that's, I was going to ask you that one. Like now that the there's nine, uh, 17. 17 teams in the mm. competition, imagine being the team that misses out on Magic Rounds. You'd be furious. Fuming. Filthy. Magic round. Going up to Brizzy. Briz Vegas. Oh. Torture. Absolute torture. You'd miss out on that. So interesting. Interesting. But I, I think, look, we've got we to gotta keep expanding. If you don't expand, you'll you'll die. Yes. Um, I do think that, that this is going to be a really good litmus test for how well have we uh, been developing juniors yes. across Queensland? Have we been mm. complacent because we've been so great, doing so well with footy? Yep. Uh, did that decade of dominance uh, make us a bit complacent? We will mm. see. Uh, now, let's get into uh, a round preview. Let's get into the round preview. Yep. Uh, Broncos versus Rabbitohs tonight, obviously, at the Rabbitohs home ground. 7.50. Knight mm. returns uh, to the bench for the Bunnies. Uh, Mitchell, Mitchell brother, he's out of the 24-man squad altogether. That Shaq. Is Shaq, Mitch's old, Mitchell's older brother. Mm-hmm. Mansour drops out of the squad with Tane Milne replacing him on the wing. Uh, Broncos have two big blows with Payne, Hass and Catewell out. That mm. hurts. That hurts. Rabadi will replace Catewell in the back row while Paddy Carrigan returns from a knee injury to replace Haas. How do you see this match going? Yeah, that's a big in. Uh, well, Paddy Carrigan, it's it's great that, you know, Payne Haas out, Paddy Carrigan back in. Yeah. He's been out now for about a month, I think, with a knee injury. Yes. Um, so, he and he was playing great footy yeah. um, up until that point where um, he, he suffered that knock on the knee. Uh, Capewell, huge out again. Um, we've heard numerous times Kevin Walters talk about, um, you know, what he's has brought to this uh, Broncos side uh, mm. as far as his leadership and his composure out in the field. You've got to remember this bloke, he kicked the field goal <laughs> in the first match. He match did. up of he, these two teams yes, up at Suncorp Stadium. Yes, I forgot that. <laughs> wow. It was the first time he captained an NRL side and it was the first field goal of his career, which, yes. yeah, he's not, he's not meant to be kicking field goals. He's back row. He's, he's got a different, he's got other jobs to worry about, but um, he was the hero that night. Um, big one for me, Kempi. It's, um, Adam Reynolds, he yeah. gets the, he's playing the Rabbits, mate. It's the first time. I can't there, was, wait. there was a lot of build up around the first game between these two t- uh, sides, but he came down with COVID. Yeah, missed out. He was under an injury cloud anyway, but he had COVID, end up missing the match through uh, COVID. Um, but um, 
interesting to see how he how he goes against Mate. his old side, and, a, and a team that he he played, you know, he grew up and played many many games for. Absolutely, he, a team that he was playing footy in the streets of Redfern. Well, he, was the cap- he was the captain of this footy yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what I find really interesting in how uh, the footy gods have shone on us is the fact that he's going <laughs> down to play them. At their home ground, yeah, in a Broncos jersey, yeah. So when he walks into a, a core stadium tonight, he's just got to remember he's got to turn left, yes. into the dressing shed instead of right into the rabbits. Hey, absolutely. <laughs> Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Well, he's played the one game. He played the one game um, down there. They played. Uh, doggies? They played doggies. Yeah, yeah. They played the doggies um, at a core. So he's had the one match there to just to get used to just. Turning left. Um, it's like racehorses. You know, when they go to Sydney, they turn right. When they go to Melbourne, they turn left. I'll just say yes. I don't really know. I'll just say yep, yep, because I don't know much about racehorses. You just got to change up the lead leg, you know, and okay. get on the rail. That's, yeah, it's Reynolds, a, change up the lead leg, mate. Change up the lead leg. Go left. Go left, <laughs> Renault, instead of right. Uh, but anyway, you'll sort this, it out, mate. This game, do you give the Broncos a crack here? Absolutely, I do. Yes. Absolutely, I do, mate. Um, in fact, if they, I know they're they're missing a couple of big ones there, um, but yeah, you know, as I mentioned, they get they get Paddy Carrigan back, uh, which is a huge in for them. If they play anywhere near like they did last week with the same intensity and same energy, and I know I talk, <laughs> I mention these words you know yeah. quite frequently about the Broncos, but if they play with with that same style of footy that they had against the Sharks, because they knew they were playing against a top. What were they last week? Sharky's third. Yeah, top four side. Sure. Yeah, top four side. Yeah, um, they they play well. Mm. So if if they bring that same intensity, which I'd like to think they will, like I give them a real good chance. And in fact, I, I think they might knock the bunnies off. Yeah, you got to remember the bunnies. The bunny, the bunnies end up putting on a pretty good scoreline, but they played against the manly side with twelve men for pretty much you know majority of of the game. Yeah, last yeah. week absolutely and. I, to be honest, the Rabbitohs, it was the, the hard thing with the Rabbitohs is it kind of last week they didn't really have that much intensity. They didn't look ruthless. They kind of looked like, mm. you know what, we're going to win this game. Yeah. You know, they've got one less. Mm. Uh, but I will say, Rabbitohs for me are one of the only teams that you have to judge week to week because you just don't know what you're going to get. Whereas a team like the Storm, yeah. if, they, if they play poorly, it, it is a bad thing. Like, let's say the Storm go out and play two weeks poorly. Mm. You could go, that's really unstorm-like. Whereas the Rabbitohs, yep. they can play really poorly one week and yep. then come out the next week and put 50 on the team. Well, well, that's that's nearly every team in the comp right now. Yeah. Apart from Penrith and Melbourne. It's true. It, it, it is. It really, it's a lottery. Like, look yeah. at the Roosters. Look mm. at Parramatta. It's a great point. Um, you know, throw the Broncos in there. Yeah, that's um, very true. You know, so it's just, it's it's really what team turns up on the day. Yeah. Uh, Which would be frustrating as a fan. Oh man, oh, goodness! Not, not knowing what you're going to get, or, yeah. is it, or is it exciting? It keeps you on the edge yeah, of your seat. You lose, yeah, edge of your seat. I tell you what, when you lose, what team are we going to get this <laughs> <Yeah>. week? <laughs> Far out. Uh, now, Canberra Raiders versus the Bulldogs. What a massive opportunity for both teams. Both yes. teams. Now, Doggy's got the win last week, but the Raiders have been struggling. So the Bulldogs absolutely can win this game, but the mm. Canberra Raiders. Wow, they need a win, and they need a win badly. If they lose to the dogs, oh. it is alarm stations for me. Um, yeah, alarm bells and alarm they, bells and stations. Yep, <laughs> they. Um, if well, if you look at if you look at the competition, can be like they've been on a slide pretty much from the start of the year. Like they they got a couple of wins early, but yeah. then they've just they've just they yeah they've they what have they lost now? The last was it the last five or the last six? Raiders, yeah, it's they've it's, they've lost at least their last five. Um, so they they're probably looking at this game as as an opportunity to sitting fourteenth, maybe get back on track. Yeah, they're fourteenth. 
Um, they've only won two games this year. Equal, equal on the ladder, really, with the dogs. It's just, it's they got a slightly better for and against. It's well, about, yeah, it's about twenty points better off. On they're the, equal on last for and against. So, wow. um, out, outside of outside of, I guess the the Newcastle Knights, they've mm. they've been on the biggest slide out of any team in the comp. Mm. Um, so you know, this this is big for them. Um, they get Jared Croker back. He's Massive. first game of the year. Yeah. For him, he's he struggled with um, a chronic knee injury. I think it is. Yeah, he's really struggled with. Um, so I'd like to think that you know that that will mean something to them. Um, they're back at home. Yeah, they, they just need to find like they need to find something. The big out for me though is Jack Whiten. I, he's two weeks out. He is sort of like their their sort of yeah. He's their sort of heart and soul, or has been now for for a long time. Mm. Um, as we know, Josh Hodgson is he's ACL, so he's gone for the year pretty much. Um, so he's been their their sort of go to man or the man that they've looked to for any sort of inspiration or energy throughout a match. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's good to see Jared back. Um, yeah, you know, he, he's been a great player for a long time. He was captain there for a long time. Yeah, I think Canterbury win. Yeah, it's. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. Wow. Just put it there right now. I've I've seen some good signs from them. Um, through parts of games. Mm. Um, the the one thing that they have been, I, I must say, they have been consistent at Kempi mm. has been their starts. Absolutely. Now they may they may they may you know fall off the cliff after 30 minutes or. The second half, they just they come out and just they, they they lack effort and lack energy. But the one thing that they have been very good at is their starts. In in pretty much every game I've seen them play this year, yeah, they they get away to good starts, and they did the same last week. Mm. Um, so that that will be the key for them again um, against the very very desperate Raiders side. Do you think Ricky went too much youth too soon? You know, I think like when we look at fade outs, a lot of that has to do mm. with experience and knowing when, okay, we're not really on here in the second half. Yep. Let's slow the game down. Let's get the ball out. Let's regroup. Let's mm. defend well and, and just focus. Whereas I feel like sometimes the yeah. reason for a fade out is youth. Really. Oh yeah, but that's, that's sometimes. I think, I think, um, I think for those, those sort of um, game management things, they're, they're for your leaders, they're for your key position players. Mm. Um, but as far as, you know, having youth, I'd like to think it'd be complete opposite. I think, for me, I associate youth with um, enthusiasm yeah. and energy. Yeah. So you know, there shouldn't be a lack of that in in teams with young players. Okay. If you're a young player, given an opportunity in, in the NRL now, like you're you're going hammer and tong. Eighty minutes. Oh, for, for every every minute you're out there, like you're going as hard as you can. Yeah. There should be no uh, reason why that you you think you can just have a Put your feet in the slippers for a couple of minutes and have a rest. Yeah, interesting, anyway. interesting. Uh, now, we're going to head to a break. After the break, we've got best hand segment brought to you by Schnitz, which is, oh, man, my mouth is it. watering. I can I'm smell it. Literally mouth right watering. <laughs> Cannot wait. Make sure to text in or call us, 1300-01-1170, or you can give us a text on uh, 0457-736-736. After the break, we'll do the best hand segment. Time now to break down the best hands in the NRL. Thanks to Schnitz, the best hands in the schnitzel business. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. Uh, time for best hand segment <laughs> produced by Schnitz. <laughs> uh, I like that. I jumped the gun earlier. I uh, had a drop ball early in this uh, this uh, call. This set. call. Now, uh, best hand segment. Brought to you by Schnitz. I'm telling you right now, guys, we had them the other week, and they are absolutely beautiful, oh, these schnitties. Absolutely oh, beautiful. 
Uh, what have you got for us, Smitty? Uh, yep, three points. Uh, well, sorry. Let's start from one point. Okay. Okay, one point this week. Uh, Warriors, uh, second row, you and Aiken, former centre, now back rower. How good's he going? Yeah. He, uh, did you see his cutout past that, uh, Adam Pompey? Mate, silky. Unbelievable. Um, and as I mentioned, well, well, people are saying, who knew a second row could throw a pass of that? Well, mm. he's a former centre. True. So he's got pretty good skills. Uh, one point to you and Aiken. Two points, uh, well, the man that's in a lot of headlines at the moment, Ooh. Cameron Munster. Did you see his cutout pass to um, Nick Meaney? That screams a bloke playing with utter confidence. Or just disregard for everything. <laughs> Either, Either one. one. Either one. That's why they call him Mad Dog Money. <laughs> uh, no, look, he's, he is a bit like that, and he's a little bit unpredictable. Mm. As in, and I mean, like, I don't think he knows what he's doing at times. Yeah, okay. Which makes him even harder to... If he doesn't uh, know, then no one will definitely know. That's that's my whole point. <laughs> like, people say, mate, how, do, how does he break tackles and run through space? And I, and I used to say, like, mate, he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, So okay. if he doesn't know how... How's the opposition plays meant to So he's just playing purely off what's in front of him. Yeah, really. no, he's just, it's like he's in the backyard. He's in <laughs> the backyard good. just playing, although he's you know, playing in a fairly serious game. But um, he, 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 he turned around, he, he turned his back to the Newcastle defence and threw a left to right 20 metre cutout pass over to Nick Meany to score one of, how many tries did Nick Meany score? Thousand. I think, yeah, two or three. He scored. Um, he scored more last weekend than what he did all last year. That's, wow. I, I actually don't know. I've tossed that up. That's a, that's a toss-up. <laughs> I wouldn't be far off it because the doggies didn't score many at all. Um, three points though. Kyle Felt. He's got a he's got a bit of a knack of this stuff. He did you, he, he he took a cutout pass of our men that we're talking to soon. Scotty yes. Drinkwater. Um, big cutout pass that he threw over to Felty, and he just stuck. He just stuck the mid out one hand. Crazy. Up in Darwin, which I thought mm, a bit iffy. Would have yeah. been very. Sweaty, yeah, ball would absolutely. Have been pretty, pretty greasy, absolutely. Pretty warm conditions up there, but um, this, that was his first of three tries against Para, where they um, would you they say did, he's did one, a real job on Parramatta? Would you say he's one of the? Would you say he's the best winger the Cowboys have ever had, including guys like Matty Singh? Oh, Matt Singh, yep, yeah, hard would, to go, hard to go past Matty Singh. Would you be same combo though? Oh yeah, you'd have to, you'd have to throw him in there, absolutely. But I, I think off the top of my head, I'd probably say I'd. Probably have Matty Singh maybe just ahead of me. Okay, okay. We're going to uh, head to the break. That's brought to you by Schnitz. That was the best hands thanks to Schnitz. Bite into golden, delicious, oh. handcrafted Schnitz. Mm. See you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with the great Cameron Smith. That's the first hour done and dusted. What an hour it was. We've got some text here. Uh, boys, what do you do if you are the Raiders? How do they turn it around? The players in the team are better than the performance they have been having. No, they, well, they are. Mm. That's absolutely a great comment. And I think that uh, that matches a lot of teams in the comp right now. Mm. It's just they, they need to find some cohesion in their, in their footy side and a bit of, a bit of resolve in their defence. I think a lot of teams, when when they're having issues with their performances, they they can turn their season around with with the way they defend. Yeah, they need to they need to find some aggression and some physicality and just a bit of oomph again. Yeah, I think that they need to bring experience back into the squad. That's Croker, that's CNK uh, to help out Whiten steer the team around. Go for experience in key positions uh, going forward. Now, after the break, we have the great Scotty Drinkwater Drinky. on the line, and then we continue our round nine preview. See you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith uh, right here on SEN. Miss the first hour? Check out the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith podcast on Apple and Spotify. All you do is you write in the Captain's Run, it'll come up. Boom, hit subscribe. You're subscribed now to the best podcast in the country. That's 
that's how it works. Call 1300 Give us a call. Or 057 736 Or follow us on Twitter, 1170SEN. But we have my man, Scotty Drinkwater, on the line here. Scotty, you there, mate? Yeah, I'm here. How's it going? How are you, Drinky? Yeah, I'm not going up too bad, mate. How are you going, Smith? Oh, I'm all right, thank you. Hey, mate, thanks for joining us on the show. Um, great win on the weekend. How's uh, how are all the boys feeling? Yeah, it was a um, pretty big win for us. Um, we're pretty happy with you know how we played and how the result went, but um, yeah, we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. But there's definitely plenty of smiles around the camp. What about for you personally, mate? You know, obviously you had a couple little uh, injuries in the uh, off-season and all the pre-season, that is, and now you've hit absolutely red-hot form. What's this uh, year been like for you? Um, yeah, it's been quite challenging. Um, coming back after Christmas and I couldn't train too much for most of January, so put me behind a bit. And um, I kind of got a feeling um, leading into the trial that I was probably going to miss out unless, you know, played you know brilliantly um just the way we were training each and every day so um that was tough but um i always was confident that if i could get an opportunity back in the team that um you know i was going to make the most of it and um, you know, i didn't want to sit in the sidelines any longer it was getting pretty pretty frustrating pretty tough watching the boys um you know run around and killing and have so much fun and mm. uh, only so much fun you can have um, not playing the game with the boys. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was tough. Now, you, Drinky, you just spoke about, um, you know, getting an opportunity and making the most of it. Obviously, you know, the Hammer, Hammer So, he's good friends of, of yourself. What's it What's it like? Can you just talk to the listeners about what it's like, you know, competing for positions with, with teammates um, and, you know, the feeling around camp, say, Hammer gets injured, you get an opportunity, you're playing extremely well at the moment and, and keeping that number one jersey. What's it like, you know, at training and, and you know, keeping that friendship strong? Um, yeah, it's probably not too too bad. We're such a close group, this whole group, and um, I don't think anyone takes it too personally against you know, the other player if they're mm. not getting picked. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we still still have conversations and um, help each other and. Um, it's yeah. I wouldn't say it's, it's awkward. Um, if it were to be awkward, it'd probably be um, pretty weird and um, a bit uh, a downfall on the team. So yeah. um, Toddy's always ensured the playing group that it's team first, and um, he makes no apologies for anyone that's not getting picked. Yeah. Toddy says so. It's all about having team first, and I can only do um, you know the best when I'm out in the field. Toddy's picking me, and um, you know we got to win games. So. Um, out in the field, you know, I'm, I'm out there doing my best for the team. Now, mate, uh, obviously Peyton had come to the club last year, and, and it was a it was a tough year for the club. But it seems like certain things that he's introduced are really paying dividends. Now, what's uh, Toddy's coaching style being like, and and it's unlocked the best form in, in yourself. What's it been like being under Toddy? Yeah, it's um, different. He's hard. He's a hard man to 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 judge and read on his personality every day. Um, so, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm bit, telling you, don't know, you don't know if he likes you, he doesn't like you some days. <laughs> so, bit different to bellyache, um, drinky? Yeah, yeah bellyache, you know. You know exactly <laughs> what he's thinking. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what he's thinking. You let him know. He's pretty honest as well. You just, you, know, you don't know if he's happy or not. But, <laughs> <laughs> he's just keeping you all on, on, on toes, edge, mate. On the toes. 
yeah, he keeps you on edge. But he doesn't style. He, he, I guess like a lot of head coaches, all they want to focus on is the effort areas. Um, you kick chase, yep. kick pressure, and um, defensively, um, you know, never stop moving and D until you get the ball back. And that's what he's really brought into. Um, he's mentally challenged us, which is what we what we needed. Um, we're always a skillful group. We just lacked um, a bit of resilience when it, when the going when it got tough. Mm. So that's what he's brought in. That with the preseason we had um, was oh, top two preseasons I've done. Wow. Um, you know, which is yeah pretty extraordinary considering that um, down in Melbourne they're they're quite ruthless. So it was um, it was yeah it was ridiculous. So he's just trying trained us hard, um, and you know, he's getting the best out of us now. Well, it's 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 certainly showing. You you currently have uh, the second best defence um, after eight rounds, only behind I think it's Penrith, uh, as far as uh, points conceded. You're only conceding a tick over twelve points a game, so that's you know two converted tries. Yeah, you, know, you mentioned about you know Toddy coming to the club and speaking about resilience and effort areas. Was that that was a huge part of your preseason? Obviously, was was the defence. Yeah, defence, um, we tackled every day, um, whether it's on the mat or our um, our main sessions, um, it was full-on tackle as well. So um, something that you know I've also never really experienced as well is everyday contact-wise. And mm. uh, we definitely needed it. Um, you know, that's, we spoke as a group before. Um, it's full of pre-season showing the amount of tries it took, the amount of plays it took for teams to score against us inside 20. Yep. Um, and like I think Penrith were like 24 or something, and we were, we were like six or mm. five, not even a set. Wow. So that's that's uh, that was the benchmark, that was the premiers, and um, we had to get as, we wanted to get as close as possible to that. Yep. And um, yeah, we did a lot of defense, um, a lot of uh, areas on uh, you know, say jumping the fence from attack to defense as well. Yeah, just um, transitioning. You know, not transition you're not getting bogged down with the result on your last play um if you don't score even if you don't score two sets down the trial line not not dwelling on that just getting into the next job and you know, having some line speed and putting the team under pressure with our defense so that was the areas that we really really worked on and um yeah you can hear it out in the field everyone's you know jumping the corner jumping the fence and um buying into it and um you know i'll bring it back to our leaders um it's probably been um, a big part of why we're going so well. We've got a really strong leadership group who, um, you know, setting the example with that type of stuff. Chatty, Jace, uh, Maka, you know, those three experienced guys who won premierships. Um, yeah, they're really um, setting the example. And when you've got leaders setting the example, uh, the young fellas tend to, you know, follow follow that suit. Now, the great Chad Townsend, he's a, he's a media mogul, they reckon, <laughs> media mogul. Uh, he's been up at the club. What's it been like getting a, you know, he's a premiership winner and he's leading you guys around. What's it been like working with the great Chad Townsend? Yeah, it's been unreal. It's something that this club needed with Morgs, um, you know, being in and out for a couple of years. Um, we, you know, I played in the halves and I think I played with six different halves in my two years. Whoa. So there wasn't a lot of continuity there. Um, so... Definitely, we needed a we needed a halfback who was, uh, you know, happy to come in, um, kick the corners, um, you know, call the plays and just um, set up, you know, his outside men and let them do the rest. And myself, Tommy, Emma, Val, you know, he's really getting the best out of our guys because um, he's happy to do the simple role and um, you know let the other boys you know, let us play our natural game and not have to worry about 
um, direct and team round. So, um, yeah, he's been a very calming influence on the group and um, he's brought a lot of great leadership qualities that, um, you know, he's learned from the past. The, you know, Cronulla, when he had, you know, he, had a, he had a fair few pretty good senior heads there and, um, you know, they were pretty successful for a period with all those guys and um, he's coming in just bringing those qualities and making... Our group, um, you know, stronger, stronger team. But do you get the? Is the mayor of Townsville down there much? Jonathan Thurston is he down there working with you <laughs> fellas at all? North, I reckon. <laughs> or is he yeah, too busy with all of his? He's got fingers in pies everywhere up there. They reckon. Is he too busy, or is he? Or do you, is he get down to training a fair bit? Um, during season, uh, he come in every pre <laughs> uh, every every week pre season. But during the season, um, yeah, he's quite busy on the golf course. I think. So. <laughs> <laughs> he's the best, mate. He is the best, mate. He's got a lot of yeah, a lot of yeah, corporate mate. speaking gigs. Yeah, he does do a lot. Um, he's away. He's got four young daughters, so he's mm. quite quite busy. But um, I do have played golf with him a fair bit, mm. you know, during the preseason and stuff. So you get his money or um, what? Good to chat, mate. Um. Oh yeah, I got him a lot of lot of tickets. Actually, we do lot of tickets. So a couple of times, only because <laughs> wow. my handicap, my handicap was so high, uh, it was good to be my partner. So. <laughs> now, mate, uh, you're going to play the great Caitlin Ponga this weekend. Uh, a huge matchup, and and similar players. You know, you've got footwork. You're both ball players. You've both got touch background. What's the key to victory this week for you guys? I'm um, not changing what we're doing. Um, you know, we're not. We kind of, I reckon last year, we tried to change a lot of our style all the time, but this year we just want to have one identity and um, just keep it in that uh, you know, same structure no matter who we come up against. So they've got a really strong floor pack and um, if they can get over the ad line and um, you know, win, win the play the ball, um, you know, they'll be pretty dangerous uh, with KP snooping around. Tex Hoy comes in who you know is another pretty um, skillful um, lightning player. So we've got to make sure that our middle third are, you know, getting up on Safidis, Clemmer, uh, Frizzell, so and making sure that we're winning our tackles. But, um, yeah, I'm pretty keen to come up against um, KP. Um, you know, he's obviously been in the headlines a couple of weeks, so we're expecting um, you know, himself, yeah, he's the captain, to come out. You know, against his former club, you know, he was up here a couple of years ago, so and he's always turned it on against us. So, yeah, we've got a big task this week, um, stopping their forwards, so... Um, Kalen can't get involved too much on a quick play ball. Drinky, you're back at home this week. Um, mate, we're only two months into the con, but you guys are sitting third. Is there a bit of a buzz around town at the moment in the, in Townsville and, and North Queensland region? Yeah, massive. I've uh, never got so many compliments walking down the street in your life. So. <laughs> <laughs> Couple um, of free coffees here and there, surely. I don't take free coffees. I'll pay for them. Oh, please. That's what the boys say. I reckon you're the hardest man ever to get a coffee out of. Um, yeah, but it's definitely, um, yeah, it's town. It's always been quite, um, you know, they've always really represented the cowboy colours, um, no matter how we're going. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely good that, you know, we're playing some good footy and um, we can, you know, give back to the, to, the, to the fans that love us so much. And we've struggled... In the past couple of years, and um, we've kind of you know let this region down with you know the way they go about you know their day to day life, and we haven't really been um, you know showing that in the footy field. So mm. I think this year, Toddy's um, really grown into us about um, you know representing the people of the North Queensland region by showing them you know how we play in the field is you know how they work. They're tough, tough workers. You know they go through a lot of um, 
you know, ups and downs up here. And, mm. um, yeah, so for that 80 minutes on the field, um, you know, whether they're struggling or not, you know, that's, that's their favourite time of the week is when we're playing. So we've got to make sure we're putting in good performances, you know, to put some smiles on, um, you know, all the North Queenslanders. Now, I've got a question for Drinky, what his preferred position is. But before I do that, can I just read out some stats, Kempi, um, of Drinky's game? He's played four games this year, three tries, five try assists, two line breaks, five line break assists, 11 tackle busts, and he's averaging 140 running metres per wow. game at fullback. That's a special kid. So, Drinky, I know you, you well, you, you like playing fullback. I know that's where you're sort of preparing to play when you're at your time at the Melbourne Storm. But you played 24 games last year, mate. Majority of those were at 5'8". What is your preferred position, or are you just happy to be in the team? Yeah, Anywhere. look, you probably you asked me before preseason, I probably would have said 5'8". Yep. Um, but at the moment, um, I feel like, yeah, I'm finding some pretty good form at fullback, um, some form that, you know, I was playing in 2018 back when I was down in uh, both of these Tigers and um, enjoying it. Um, I think this, uh, I, I do enjoy fullback as well. Um, it's just, I think the halves that, um, you know, I'm playing with um, are bringing out the best in me. You know, when I was playing down at East, I had two good halves, Brody Croft and Billy Wilders. So, um, you know, I think playing fullback with um, two good halves pairing, you know, it's enjoyable. Um, and, um, they're allowing me to, I guess, call the plays that I want to run and, um, you know, let me do that and let me do my thing. So it's a big credit to them too. Um, you know, Tommy Dearden's a, um, a strong ball runner. Mm. So, you know, if we can get a short side to him, we'll let him take it. And um, Chatty is the orchestrator and he'll just let me, um, you know, call the plays that I want and kind of not run the show, but, um, yeah, allow me to inject myself in the game where I want. So I'm happy pulling on the Cowboys jersey, um, whether it's one six, um, if it was a fourteen, um, it wouldn't bother me. Um, yeah, I'm just happy that I get to represent Cowboys um, weekend week out at the moment. And mate, you've got a young fella up there at the moment, Jeremiah Nenai. Um, he's just having a blockbuster season. What What's your thoughts on him so far? He's only nineteen. Has he impressed you so far this year? Yeah, um, I remember at our season launch last year. It was his first preseason, and I got asked to impressed me the most and it was Jeremiah and he'd just come out of high school and he's only 17 and um, he was actually training in the centres but he was a handful hard to tackle, mm. great footwork and um, you know probably he went back in the Queensland Cup and um, you know being young and stuff he probably didn't um, you know play the way he trained that year but he got his opportunity at the end of the year and um, yeah he took it and this preseason like he was um, you know footy wise um, you know, not fitness-wise, but footy-wise. Um, yeah, he <laughs> he was he was the best, hands down. Hands down, he was the best. Uh, he was scoring plenty of tries, setting up line breaks. Um, even defensively, he was, you know, um, you know, belting a few blokes. And he moves really well defensively, which is um, really strengthens up our right edge and made, you know, Chad and Pet really comfortable, just the way, you know, he can bounce off leads. So um, he's definitely really impressing us. Um, you know, yeah, he's only 19, which is pretty crazy. Um, you know, because at the moment, you know, we're relying on to play 80 minutes every week. And, um, you know, he's doing that and he's doing a fair, fair pretty good job. So, um, yeah, he's got great footwork, great talent, and um, he's just got to keep working hard. And, um, you know, there's definitely a successful career coming out of him and um, probably, you know, plenty of rep games, I reckon. So, um, yeah, it's good that we can have you know, him in our team. He's a local boy as well. He's from Cairns, so he's a North Queenslander and... 
yeah, hopefully the club can keep him for many years. Mate, Drinky, thank you so much for joining us, mate. We really do appreciate it, and you are absolutely killing it. I love watching you play, mate. Uh, thanks, Gampy. Thanks, Smitty. You're on your drinky. Good thanks. luck, mate. There he goes. There he goes. The Cowboys back. I think he is, uh, he's a real find for them. And also, the great thing about Drinkwater playing so good at fullback, you go, you look at the next few years, you lock in Dearden at six, you lock in Townsend at seven, mm. and, all, and then you've got Robson at nine. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, you've got this spine that you can mm-hmm. build for the next five years or so. Yeah, oh, absolutely, mate. It's exciting times uh, for the Cowboys. I just hope they continue with the run that they've had at the moment through yep. uh, the rest of the season. And just to answer a few, we've had a few questions over the last couple of weeks about Scott Drinkwater and saying, is he a smoky for origin, Queensland origin? He's actually a New South Welshman. He's a, oh, well, yeah. I mean. He, he was born Central Coast. I take back everything I just said nicely Grew up about in Central him. Coast. Um, so, yeah. He's, okay, take back. He won't he's a, be wearing maroon. He's a bad fullback, and he's <laughs> not playing any good footy. And no, just joking, mate. Thank you so much for the Scotty Drinkwater for joining us. After the break, we'll break down which young players are climbing the Bailey ladder after eight rounds of the NRL season. Call thirteen hundred o one eleven seventy or text o four five seven seven three six seven three six. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. Don't forget, you can download this podcast. If you miss a bit of it, mm. you can go to Apple or Spotify. Go to Captain's Run. Subscribe, and then boom, you can listen to it whenever, wherever you want. So make sure to subscribe to us on Apple and Spotify. But uh, the Captain's Run, mate, uh, brought to you by Bailey Ladders. Time to break down which young players are climbing up the Bailey Ladder. Worksite trusted for over 60 years. Smithy, what do we got? Uh, one point. Uh, well, they're not points. They're a little bit different to our um, best-hand schnitz. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the Bailey Ladders. Just just three nominations. Matt Burton, first up, 22. Like 40 he is. Uh, 40, mate, unbelievable. Did you see that torpedo? Torp- yeah. Oh, wow. And, he, and he's, he's got a massive boot on him. Yes. Huge. I would argue he would have maybe one of the biggest boots we've seen. Yeah. He'd be up there at least. Himself. Um, Lockie had a great big spiral. Yeah. DCE, not too bad. Yep, yep, he's absolutely. Got a good, he's got a pretty pretty big hoof on him as well. Um, six, talking about kicking, 660 metres, if you don't mind. Wow. Kicking metres he, wow. uh, he finished with. Including that forty twenty that you spoke about, picked up two Dalian votes as well. Um, outstanding, Nathan Cleary. Yeah, some, he's been around for a while. I've chucked him in there. Yeah, he's still a young fella, but which is crazy to quite think. Quite an experienced uh, young man uh, against the Titans. He really was a difference. Uh, we mentioned earlier about you know Penrith and their performance on the weekend. Yeah, you know, not not like a Penrith performance that you we've become accustomed to. They were a little bit off, uh, but he. His kicking really was was the difference. Nice. He just he just kicked kicked the uh, the Titans into submission again over six hundred meters uh, kicking. He scored a try of his own um, with one line break, two line break assists. He picked up also two Dalian points. And mate, he had two repeat sets in the first five minutes. Yeah, and I think if you ever wanted an example of like why would you pay a million dollars for a player, look at that game. Yeah, exactly. Because he literally won the game with his. Class, yeah, well, just, ability. yeah, well, he, he just his input into the the game, yeah, um, was a huge difference. Without him, do they win? Possibly not. I honestly and that's think why you pay someone yep. huge, huge, huge dollars. Yeah, uh, but uh, the third nomination was the man we we're just talking to there, Scotty Drinkwater. Um, had a huge game um, against Parramatta. Uh, try three line break assists, two try assists, ran for over 120 meters, and he also picked up three. Dalian points, mate. What so, about that cutout ball that he threw to Felt? Yeah, it's just he's he's got this this natural ability that 
um, hasn't been coached. Like those type mm. of cutout passes and that mm. little skip to the out that he has that the you've seen on most 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 of his runs. That he had that when he turned up in Melbourne as, wow. a, as a young man. Mm. Um, so uh, yeah, the the third nomination, Scotty Drinkwater, well done. Picked up three Dallian points as a fullback, and he was telling us that his favourite position is five eight. Crazy. It's insane. <laughs> Stick I, with the number one. Mate, Dickie. I like him at one. And also in today's game, I think he alluded to it as well. But in today's game, I feel like the fullback has far more freedom to really be wherever he wants to be. Mm. Even to the point where, when I was coming through at least, like the fullback wouldn't really become first receiver. Like yes. he, if he did, it was like, mate, get out of the way so that the fullback can get the ball, <laughs> uh, the six or seven. Yeah. Whereas now it's kind of like, uh, encouraged, get yeah. in there, get well, the ball at first. Well, it probably field. helps having his background of of playing in the halves too. So mm. um, it just adds another dimension, another threat. Yeah, to their to their attack, which is you know it's been firing of late. But um, there were the three noms, mate. That was uh, that was brought to you by uh, Bailey Ladders, bringing safety and efficiency to the worksite for over sixty years. Sixty years, I'm telling you, to meet no. that standard. For 60 years, you've got to be doing something right. You know you've got a good product. Absolutely, absolutely. After the break, we're going to continue our Round 9 preview. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and myself, uh, affectionately known as The Beak. Um, Smithy, how do you reckon they came to that conclusion of the nickname? Uh, I'm not sure. I, uh, just turn sideways for me. Oh, there okay. it is. Yep. There it okay. is. Yep. There it is, The yep. Beak. Uh, so brought to you by uh, The Beak. The Beak also. <laughs> uh, let's continue our round nine preview. The Penny Panthers versus Para Eels. What a match. I think disregard the line, disregard the form of, of the Eels. This is going to be an absolute cracker of a match. Um, Tom Opacek, he's back. He's put him back in the centres. Thank you. Thank you to put Brown back in that sixth role. Uh, yeah, Dylan Brown goes back to 5'8", and uh, Jakey Arthur to the reserves. Uh, it's an experiment that hasn't really worked yeah. for, for Parramatta. They just they just haven't looked like the same yeah. side that they were previous to uh, Brown moving to the centres. Mm. And he was like, he was one of the form 5'8". Him and Munster were the best sixes in the comp, weren't they? Easily. Easily. Like those two... Neck and neck for the best six in the comp. Yeah, at, at that stage, like a fortnight ago, we're yeah. talking about. So I'm um, great to see him back. Panthers, um, same lineup. Although I've, I've seen uh, Brian Tot. Oh, yeah, his extended. Name's on extended bench. So that means he's getting a little bit closer, mate, to a return. It's scary to think that he hasn't oh, been playing for him. Crazy. Um, so hopefully um, we see Brian back. He's a he's he's great to watch. Fans love him. Kids love him. Um, this is a huge game for Para. Um, their season has run off the rails a little bit, Kempi. Probably, yeah. I don't know, best way to describe that. Um, it's it, it's like the para that we've seen over the last few years, where promise so much early, and then they just get the wobbles a little bit. Now, even if they don't get the result this weekend, um, which I don't think they will, given you know Penrith and you know this their their ability to win football matches no matter you know, their performance. And, and they're at home as and well. And particularly at home. Like we mentioned this earlier, like they're, they're on a record run at the home. How many in a row? 26, it's something like that? 23 or it's 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 20 plus. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't think they'll beat Penrith, but they need to they need to compete with this team. Just mm. just to give themselves I, – I think, a, I think a, a quality match against Penrith who are – Competition favourites, competition um, form team of the comp. 
if they have a strong performance against them and, and compete and push them all the way, yeah. then as a player, I think I'd, I'd gain a lot of confidence out of that. Yeah. No, I, mate, I absolutely agree. For me, we all know Penrith Panthers, they're fine. At the moment, the Eels need a game to kind of lock them back into the team that they need to be, and that's mm. a consistent footy team week in, week out. And yep. the problem at the moment is I totally agree with you is the scary thing for the Eels is some might say, oh, well, they, they beat Newey Knights, um, so it's it's not nothing to worry about. But it's more in context to last season and the season before. When you start seeing signs of the Paramount that we've seen a few years ago, mm-hmm. then you say, well, there's a pattern here. We're about to see another Absolutely. year similar. Whereas – you know, if you just looked at this season, you would say, well, look, they've only lost a couple of games. It's it's no issue whatsoever. Mm-hmm. No, it's you can't really look at it like that because it's the same squad from last year that had this issue. So this is a super important game for the Eels. I, I feel like a broken record, but it's a huge opportunity. They mm-hmm. need to look at this as a huge opportunity to just get them back mm-hmm. in focus. The positive is they've got Brown back at six, which will help them uh, lead them around the park. Uh, so I I believe Penrith will get the win, mm. but I think it'll be a cracking match. And the other the other um, the aspect of this match, if if Parramatta if they don't let's just they don't play well and 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 they they lose, they come mighty close. Um, you know, taking into account other results across the weekend, they come mighty close to being on that that verge of dropping out of the eight. Wow! Because wow. they're not that far. There's 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 a host of teams behind them um, that are only you know, one win away from equaling them yeah. on five wins. Um, so if they were to lose and results went the way for other teams, they could be almost dropping out of the eight. Yeah. I don't think they, I don't think they will, um, but they'll be very, very close to that sort of that cutoff of, of eight. Now, you know, we're sort of talking eight, nine rounds in, but it's not a position you want to be in coming up to that rep period. Not not when you're a premiership threat. No. You, you just, well, not when many consider you to be a Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's the key with Para. If you're going to compare it to other teams in the eight, yeah, fine. They're doing great. Mm. If you compare them to the top tier, they cannot be even getting even close to falling out of the eight. You would never see the Storm or Penrith right now. And what's uh, mm. concerning for them is they play Roosters next week. I know Roosters have struggled, but we still know the game they can put together. Mm. And then Manly the week after. They could genuinely yeah. go this next month of footy. Yep. And all of a sudden, really being out of the air. And, and and how I mentioned those those teams below them jagging wins. Yeah. Well, they're they're two teams below them, one win behind them. Yep. So if they lose to those, they'll definitely be out of the eight. Absolutely. So look, I, I believe that I still believe the Eels are a premiership threat. I think that uh, Brown back at six is a huge back in for them. Yes, they've struggled with a few injuries in key positions. So I I think they're going to bounce back this week. I still think Penny, Panthers will win, but I mm. think Eels are going to make a good account for themselves now. Seagulls versus the Tigers. Thoughts on this one? Tommy Trevojevic returns at fullback. Yeah, well, earlier in the week, I, I was I was leaning towards um, West Tigers, wow. but with, but with the inclusion of Tommy, um, and also um, Hamoli Olakwatu, who's been probably I reckon he's been their best player. Oh, actually, sorry, I think Daly Cherry Evans um, has has been their best alongside Olakwatu. I'd say he's been the form back row of the comp. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. That's how good he's been. Yep, no, very good. That's a good call. I agree with that. Um, so I, I think I, I think I'm going to go manly. Um, I've changed my tip, um, which happens a lot in <laughs> this current competition. <laughs> but um, but seeing now that you know Tommy is now he's now confirmed to play, um, and Olaquato is back as well. 
Oh, I think Manly will win this one. Although, you know, West Tigers have been fantastic. The last you know, three weeks has, has been great. They they won a couple in a row. Pretty close last week also. Um, but, yeah, I think Manly too strong. Manly too strong yeah. at home, four points park. Totally agree. I think this is a big, big opportunity for Manly to go, you know what, we're here and we're ready to go uh, and really make us – because we have to – Remember, mm. at the start of the year, they were a premiership threat. Uh, yep. Then they struggled a little bit at the start. Then they bounced back. They lost Tommy. Yep. Last week, I actually thought they showed a very good account of themselves. Yes. Like, I thought they were fantastic last week. Yeah, well, it really got away with them. The game got away from them in the end. Mm. But they were, they were in it. They, Absolutely. You know, they were in it up to their eyeballs, um, playing with, with 12 men for the most part of that match. But um, shows shows they've got good resolve, good fight in them. Yeah. You know, in, a, in a very good very difficult situation. They scored all their points with 12 men. It's incredible. It's, it's honestly, it was incredible <laughs> that they lost their man and then went on then to start scoring points. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and, and what's really good about that, it's a sign of a, a team that can fall back on systems. Yep. It's a sign of a team that goes, okay, we're, we're down and out. Things aren't working out for us. Let's just fall back on our systems. Everyone buy in, get yep. the job done. And uh, West Tigers, they're missing a couple too, mate. A couple of their big ones. Yeah. Um, Luciano Leilua, um, he's got a hammy and David Nofaluma concussion. So they're out. Um, yeah, I, I just think that yeah, it might be just a bit tougher task yeah. for West Tigers, but I can't. You can't fault their efforts over the last three weeks. What I love about huge the, turnaround, mate. What I love about the Tigers is we're seeing an identity being built. Mm. You know, we're seeing like yes, they lost to the Dragons, but they played the same they played the week before and the week before. So there's consistency in the way they're kind of playing. Mm-hmm. Another interesting fact about the Tigers is Luke Brooks and Hastings actually ran for the most meters of a Haas pairing this season last week. Was it? Yeah, yeah. So Luke Brooks was wow. 150 metres. Hastings was 170 metres around there. And so it does seem like they have changed the way they play, mm-hmm. where their, their their halves are very front foot, uh, getting metres. So, yep. mate, I, I like the way the Tigers are playing. And even if they are to lose this week, mm-hmm. as long as they come out and keep those standards they seem to have kept in the last three weeks in a row, yep. I think that's a win. Yeah, well, they found they've, – they've found – their mojo, haven't they? They found a bit of confidence and a bit of belief in themselves to go out and compete. Um, difficult one last week uh, against the Dragons, but you know, pr- two previous outstanding. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, they just again mention this word a lot, but effort. If they maintain that effort and and apply themselves to the game like they have over the last three, they'll 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 do really well again. Now we've got some text here. Hey boys, big fan of the captain's run. I watch a lot of footy. What's been really bothering me is game clock continuously running when players are setting up for conversion. Mm. I believe we are losing three or four minutes of valuable game time. Question is, should there be a timer of conversions like there is with the dropouts? Well, there is. It just, the the, the, the game clock stops mm. after a certain amount. I think it might be 90 seconds. Mm. I think the, the kicker has. Um, and we've spoken about this earlier in the year with one of our other listeners that, um, yeah, the the goal kickers are warned about this. If it's if it's a if it's a continuous thing, they're actually given a, a notice by the NRL about how much time they're taking yeah. to kick goals. And okay. and, and in, in the past, they issue fines. Wow. to the players that'd sting, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think it's like a thousand bucks for fifteen hundred or something what? like that. What? Yeah, it's crazy. What's going on with but, that? But there is, but there is, um, there is a clock. After a certain amount of time, the clock stops. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, so we don't lose game time. Hey, lads, Smithy, I've seen footage of you mucking around with some AFL players before and after Melbourne Storm training sessions. How often did the Storm players and the AFL boys mingle and were you friendly with each other? Yeah, of course, because, you know, we never ever, you know, approached, you know, our work as, you know, trying to overtake AFL. 
mm. down in Melbourne. We knew that we were very much a, a new sport down there and AFL was number one. So we were never a threat to them. Mm. Um, and we got along with the AFL players really well. Like all the boys have teams down there that they support um, in Melbourne. Um, I'm a Hawkeys fan. So I knew a lot of the boys from the Hawks. I knew a lot of the boys from uh, the Melbourne Demons. They actually share the same training facility with the Melbourne Storm at Amy Park. Yep. So you, you cross paths with those players every day, whether it be in the gym, in the recovery centre, you know, in, in the in the halls of Amy Park. Um, we train right next to each other as well on mm. the grounds outside. Um, so, yeah, you used to run in, and you'd see the other guys as well. Collingwood is, is right next door also. Yeah, wow. Their, their training facility is only 100 metres away. So it's it's quite it's quite strange as, as a person that played my entire career at an elite level, you know, down in Melbourne where we're the only team, whereas in that vicinity alone, in that sort of Richmond edge of um, the city sort of precinct, you've got the Collingwood Magpies, you've got the Melbourne Demons, mm. and you've got the Richmond Tigers within within sort of – a kilometre radius of each wow. other. Wow. So, and they still pack stadiums there. And, and it's full. Wow. Like you, we, we went down for the season so opener this year, camping. So and, good. and there was, um, what was it? What was it? Was it, was it, a, it was a Wednesday. It was a Wednesday. It was, a Wednesday. It was like 50, 60,000 or something. It was a Wednesday night and they had 65,000 in there. So, um, Incredible. Yeah. But no, um, yeah. Look, met up and spoke with a lot of those AFL players. And the thing I um, really enjoyed, like they're all good fellas. Loved, loved league. Wow, really? Loved coming to watch um, our game. So if, if their if their mm. schedules matched up with training and playing and whatnot, um, they'd come in and, and watch a storm game at Amy Park. And yeah, a lot of we had a lot of boys um, playing playing in those Melbourne AFL sides that come down from sort of like the um, Riverina area of New South Wales. So they oh, they played yeah. league in AFL okay. as as juniors. Yeah, had a bit of a crossover. Um, Luke Bruce was was one of the main men. He play, he's a he's a Hawks player. Um, he actually played league. In, he's from Tamora. Okay. So he play, I think he played a bit of league at Tamora Dragons um, growing up. So, um, yeah, fair few leagueies. Loved watching the Storm. Mate, uh, after the break, we're going to discuss some of the best moments we've seen in sport this week. Make sure to call and text in, guys. We'll answer your texts. We also love your calls. So call in, 1300-01-1170, and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Sith. Make sure to download the episode on Spotify and Apple. Just Type in the Captain's Run, subscribe to the Captain's Run potty, and you can listen to it anytime, anywhere. Time now to look back at the best moments in sport this week, thanks to our friends at Best Sheds. Massive autumn sale on now. Just go to bestsheds.com.au. What have we got, Smithy? Well, my best moment, uh, Kempi, it, it came last week when um, Shakai Mitchell made his debut yeah, um, and was presented uh, his first ever NRL jersey by his brother, Latrell. Um, when he was about to take on the Manly Seagulls up there at Central Coast. Great moment. I just thought it was a great moment that they were able to capture in, in the dressing sheds. A lot of emotion involved in, you know, the two brothers and, mm. and the meaning, you know, behind, you know, being able to play. Well, hopefully they get to play together. Mm. Um, Latrell currently injured with a, a hamstring injury. But um, for Latrell to be able to present um, his, his brother with his uh, very first NRL jersey was just a, a, a great moment for me and just shows – you know, rugby league, you know, it's all very serious, particularly when you're playing at an elite level. It's all about, you know, performance and results and, and winning and whatnot. But um, just a great moment that two brothers were able to share in the dressing shed around, uh, you know, giving uh, each other a jersey. Yeah, absolutely. If you've got a chance, go to their Instagram, the Rabbitohs Instagram, and watch the video of giving the jersey from Latrell to Shaq. Mm. It is such a good thing to see, you yeah. know, a brother being able to handle uh, hand his older brother. What I felt 
was really interesting though is Trell was saying, you know, he was the best player growing up. And I was like, oh, really? Trell. Out of the brothers? Yeah. No and I'm way. like, Trell, if he was the best player going up, growing up, we got something special in our hands. <laughs> something special in our hands. So, mm. mate, absolutely. Go to Rabbitohs. Uh, also, they've got a fantastic little mini documentary about Cody Walker's 150 games as well. So, Rabbitohs, check it out on Instagram. It's a great watch. Now, my, uh, my uh, moment Your of the moment. week yep. was Arcee from the Cowboys moving to the Warriors. Uh, Dejan Arcee, he yep. is uh, a Warriors fan growing up. And so he was. He set up two tries in his first game for the Warriors, which helped them beat the Raiders by one point. And yep. he grew up in supporting and loving the club. So mm. that was huge for me to see this young man that supported the Warriors on your debut yeah. after arriving at the club the same week, you essentially help your team get a very, very important win against the Raiders. What a week. Oh, man. What a week. Um, and what a moment. He, you know, doesn't matter what he does in his future, no one can take that moment from him. No. Uh, I really liked him as well because not only did he set up tries, his defense was aggressive. He was in their face. He actually forced an error late in the game that helped them uh, get back into the game. So great debut by RC uh, for the Warriors. Uh, massive autumn sale on right now at Best Sheds, 100% owned and manufactured. Just go to Best Sheds. Dot com dot au. After the break, we're going to wrap up the second hour of the show. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Uh, we got text here. That's yeah. uh, the second hour done. The second hour done. Uh, it's a, one of the great second hours of all time. That's what I'm, that's what I'm mm. hearing. That's what the producers are saying. But okay. we've got some text here. Mm. Morning, gents. Who plays half for Queensland? Hunt playing excellent. It leaves versatility. Costs him a half spot to DCE. I'd love Dragons to lock him up for another five years. Yep, lock him away for five years if you're Dragons. He's playing outstanding. Um, who plays halves for Queensland? Well, I think it's DCE. And, and the oh, great mad dog. I think so, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, surely. Uh, look, DCE has been playing really well. I think he's also delivered on the origin stage. And I think Benny Hunt, you know, at a 14, unfortunately, as the text uh, implied, yep. he is so versatile yep. that he has to be a 14, surely. Yeah. Well, he covers so many positions. Like, he plays in the halves. He can cover halves. Um, he can cover, like, a 13 role, like a like a link uh, forward in the middle. Also dummy half. He showed last year in game three. He picked up into the match um, mm. with his um, inspiring performance for Queensland yep. and the number nine jersey. So... I think that just – it's a makeup of the team, right, isn't it? it? You just need to put together a side that, that makes up your best 17. And I think DC at, at seven and possibly you know, Ben Hunt – this is without you know, talking with Billy Slater and we've still got five weeks until Origin yeah. comes. Um, I think he'll be looking maybe at a, at a, at a spot on the bench. Mm, absolutely. And, and he's just such a good player for impact as well. He's a great ball runner. He's strong in contact. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's a tough one because he is playing so well at seven. Uh, but I do believe DC – I think DC is nearly in career best form, nearly in career best form. So yeah. the, that's the positive for the uh, Queensland is we're going into a series with players in form and yes. fit. Yes. Now, after the break, we're going to continue our round nine preview. See you after the news. Welcome back to the captain's run for the third hour, the third and final hour. Uh, right here on SEN, miss the first hour or the second hour. Check out the captain's run with Cameron Smith podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, or just check the catch up button on the SEN app. Have your say throughout the show uh, by texting in 0457 736 or calling in 1300-01-1170. Or you can follow us on Twitter, 1170SEN. But we have some callers on the line. We've got Jesse from Brisbane. Jesse, are you there? Yes, mate. How are you? Hey, Jesse. Hey, Smithy. Hey, Campy. Mate, uh, what do you got for us, brother? 
Mate, I want to know your thoughts on whether you think Adam Reynolds will be around playing at the Broncos for long enough to guide them to a premiership. Yeah, it's an interesting one because he signed for three years. And I guess the question really is, is can the Broncos win a premiership in three years? Now, Reynolds, I, can they win a premiership in three years? Maybe in that third year. Maybe in that third year. I do believe with you know modern science and how much longer we're seeing players play that we may be able to squeeze an extra year or two out of Reynolds. Uh, but I think he will be able to, at the very least, put us on the path to winning a premiership. That, at the very least. Uh, in If we're thinking like, you know, at the very best, I'm thinking potentially a premiership, hopefully in, in year three. I can't really see it happening in the next 24 months, but I can see it potentially happening in year three if we recruit well mm. and we retain well. What do you think, Smithy? Yeah, I, 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 I tend to agree with you, Kempi. Um, I think his main role would be to try and bring this side and, and – put him on a trage- trajectory of, of a premiership if they don't win one mm. um, in his time at, at, uh, at the Broncos. And again, it, importantly too, it, it depends on their recruitment as well. Mm. You know, big one, obviously, if they retain Payne Haas, yeah. if they're able to keep him at the club, because it's, it's important to put, you know, some quality players around, you know, guys like Adam Reynolds um, being a halfback. And, you know, you got to remember the, 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 the guys that play in the, you know, the spine or the key positions of fullback, five, eight, halfback and, and hooker, you know, it, you can't just recruit you know superstars in those positions, and they go there. You go, go win a premiership for us. Yeah, you need absolutely. you need the players around them to to support them and allow them to do the things they do really well. Yeah. Also, um, but but certainly, you know, he's he's already made a difference. We've heard the coach and other players from the Broncos talk about the difference he has made, and and also Kurt Capewell, Ryan James, also bringing you know their leadership ability, their, their skills. Um, and their experience to this side and a difference that it has made to this current Broncos team already. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, if everything continues as planned, Tomato Martin might be one of the fines, mm. you know, of the last few years for us. Because if Tomato Martin can play six for us and Selwyn Cobbo grows into that fullback role in 24 months, then you really are looking at a team that can challenge. Now, then the key signings would be, do we find a nine? But, mate, uh, great question, Jesse. Great chest. What do you think, Jesse? What do you think, mate? Oh, I reckon he's he's getting us in the right direction. But mm. I think, um, yeah, three years might be a big ask. But Time he's the kind of player it. that you'd sort of want you'd want him to stick around at the club. Mm. Mate, you know, absolutely. In some sort of coaching role or something. Absolutely, Jesse. Thank you so much for calling, brother. And uh, Broncos to win by 50 this tonight. <laughs> oh, mate, mate. Maybe just 40. Okay, 40. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good, mate. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Cheers, brother. Thanks for calling in. See you, boys. Hey, mate. Now we've got another caller on the line. We've got uh, Truth. Truth from Kellyville. You there, Truth? Yeah, hey, boys. How you going? Yeah, good yourself? Yeah, good, thanks. Um, great show anyway. I love this show. I always look forward to it. Thanks, mate. Um uh, just um, just a quick one. This is uh, I won't take too much of your time, but just um, there was a game, Smithy. I always um, I didn't like you, but I respected you what you did on the football field. But thanks, thanks, mate. There was a moment that stuck. Uh, there was a moment that stuck at Belmore. Was um, I think he's defeated us. It wasn't 2015. I think it would have been after that. Mm. Uh, after you played, you know, I think you beat us, and uh, yeah, just just the way. He, you were after the game, especially you copped a lot during the 80 minutes from the supporters, and there wasn't much <laughs> Melbourne supporters. But, yeah, but just with the way you were that day, you changed my whole thought about how you were as a person, which, you know, like it's just, I think media, you yeah. know, weren't fair on you just as a person, just the way you played the game, but I, I fell for that. But the way you stayed back, and I think you stayed, mate, I don't know, probably nearly an hour after 
just signing autographs for you know for kids and I think you went around in circle and didn't miss anybody like you were just mate you know just the way you were that day after the game I respected you from that moment mm, thanks Drew thought, mate that's mate so I just thought it was a special mention because I don't think people notice that but yeah uh, just that what you did there was uh, yeah I, I really think that there needs to be special mention for it. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, no, I um, it it was a really important part of my career, and and I wasn't the only one. You know, a lot of my teammates at Melbourne Storm, we did that after most matches that we played. Particularly, I think growing, I think living in Melbourne, um, playing for a, a a franchise that is not in a typical rugby league town, I think it's important to engage with the fans and engage with particularly young kids that aspire, you know, to play rugby league. Because I just every time I finished the match and seen you know the fans waiting back, you know, they paid money to come and watch you. Um, and, and I just took myself back to, you know, my childhood days, Kempi, when mm. I was lucky enough to go and watch a game of, of, you know, NRL and I had guys that were my idols. Yeah. And if I ever had the opportunity to say, even say hello to them or even just watch them yeah. walk past, yeah. like, it made my day. Absolutely. You'd go home, wouldn't you, and just think, mate, my life's complete. Mate, absolutely. So, you know, that's just, I just had that mindset along with all of my teammates that I played with, um, with the Melbourne Storm, you know, with Queensland and with Australia, it was always about giving back to the fans, and it's always really important. But thank you. Thanks, Truth. I really pr- appreciate you calling. No problem, mate, boys. Love your show. Good Cheers. on you. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Uh, that is uh, Truth. Thanks, mate. Appreciate the call. Appreciate the call. Look, I'm still uh, I'm still waiting to find out whether Cam's a good bloke, if I'm being honest. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, well, I jest, I jest, I jest. Uh, but uh, let's get on to the preview. Let's stop carrying on, Smithy. Jeez, you always take this podcast into areas we don't need to get to. Uh, I tell you what, though, an interesting little story about how important it is to little kids. I still remember uh, there was a, a lady by the name of Melinda Gainsford, and oh, she was a yeah. runner. Yes. Anyway, so I grew up at the, at that time. I was a sprinter, athletics, and whatever, superstar. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Yeah. Uh, doing my best. I was a battler doing my best. Uh, anyway, uh, doing <laughs> athletics. I think it was at the Queensland uh, Championship, mm. and Melinda Gainsford had ran or something along those lines. And for some reason, so she's signing autographs, and for some reason she needed her bag, and she said to me and my friend, hey, could you please go and get my bag? And so we ran, grabbed her bag, and like mm-hmm. grabbed it and took it back to her, and I still remember the elation that I got to carry her bag really? back to her. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, Melinda Gainsford, you, you obviously listen to this show. Yes. But, uh, yeah, you, you changed my trajectory forever. I remember it clear as day, and I was buzzing for the next month. There you go. But I got to carry her Good back. story, mate. So uh, Melinda Gainsford, she was a gun. She was so quick. Uh, 100, 200? I think the 200 was her key, specialty. Her specialty. Another one was Kathy Freeman when I got to see her in person. Did you? Yeah, mate. Uh, when we were like, as growing up in athletics and that. And what, running? Again, uh, yeah, running. And just like just the buzz of seeing them. So Melinda Gainsford, Kathy Freeman, they were my two wow. my two people interacting with that really inspired me as, uh, as a youth. Uh, now on to the games. Sydney Roosters versus the Gold Coast Titans. What do we got here, Smithy? I'm not sure. Not Have sure. you got a coin? We can just toss this toss this one up in the air. Honestly. Um, been talking about the Roosters a little bit um, and their up and down performances. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a hard one. It's, it's really hard to pinpoint what's going on there at the moment. And we've spoken about the disrupted preseason and all that sort of stuff, and we've mentioned that a few times. But I think it's time for the Roosters just to knuckle, start, start knuckling down mm. and, and getting back to playing some good footy. I tell you where they need to. I feel as though they could really make a big change. Is is, is some of their defensive areas, mm. particularly in the ruck. I just it's very very unlike the Roosters, and I know they'd be working pretty hard on it. But you know, seeing some of the 
some of the inroads and line breaks that teams are making against them through the middle of the field. It's it's just yeah, it's it's not it's not to the standard of a of a high quality footy side. Mm. Um, that's where I think they can make a, a big difference. And when you when you're defending well and, and minimising points scored against you, you, you you tend to be pretty hard to beat. Yeah. Um, but then you look at you know Gold Coast Titans at the moment. They've just they've they're in a bit of a rut, aren't they? They're just oh, struggling for form and. Um, to add to that form woes, David Fafita is out with a, a knee injury for a month. Um, who And he's replaced by Sam McIntyre. Um, Kevy Proctor goes back into the back row alongside Bo for more. Um, would you put Jaden Campbell back in? I am surprised he hasn't been in, to be honest. Now, maybe it's a focus on defence, maybe. Mm. I, I mean, I'm not well, sure. Well, when he come back, when he come back, he played his first game back in, in, reserve, in Queensland Cup. He, he did look a bit... Ginger, okay. still, yeah. um, young fella recovering from some rib injuries. He, he looked a little bit, still a little bit stiff okay. and sore, a little bit short of a run. So maybe he's just taking his time to get back. But um, yeah, they they need to they need to turn around, you know, their season pretty quickly because they're they're slowly but surely falling away from mm. that sort of finals opportunity. But you know, you look at the competition now; it's it's so hard. Like it changes week to week really with, does. With, a, with a lot of teams and, and where they sit on the ladder and sort of where you're predicting them to finish. Um, but you know, the, the, for, for mine, for, for the Titans, don't, I wouldn't be concerning myself with any other team in the comp and the way they're going. Just worry about yourself and put yourself in a good position yeah. to finish the year off strong. Mate, absolutely. Uh, just back to the Roosters really quickly. And and I do not mean this disrespectfully at all, but I just think that the Roosters like they were kind of a scary forward pack, you know, mm, like they mm. they dominated teams yeah. and they they were so aggressive and they got in your face and they almost bashed you out of the contest in the first twenty minutes. Yeah, and I just I feel like at the moment they might be missing that a little bit. Yeah, and, they lost a bit of their aura. Yeah, and and again, mm. it's not just disrespectful anyway. I'm not saying that they don't have that in them. But I just think that this year they've lost a bit of that oomph that was provided maybe in past years. Mm. Um, and they maybe need to go back to that just to find that in them. We, I mean, every team goes through it. They, you know, they surge. I mean, you look at the Eels. They, they dominate teams through the forward pack. And then next week they have a um, you know a, a, a game that's not as high, high standard. So with the Roosters, I, I, if I'm Trent, I, I wouldn't really even be worrying about attack. I would just be like, boys, let's get back to that Roosters side mm. that used to put fear into the opposition with guys like yeah. Toki Aho, Hargreaves mm. at the front. You've got Victor Radley shot and you've got Angus Crichton with solid defense. Yep. Um, Lindsay Collins. Lindsay Collins. I mean, they've got a great, great roster. And, and I do believe the Roosters will make a late run. Mm-hmm. But you have to get the wins on the board earlier in the season to put you in a comfortable position at the end of the season. You don't want to be fighting at the end of the season to get every win you can and things falling your way. Um, now, to the Titans just quickly, I agree with you, mate. I think they could take a lot out of last week. I thought for 60 minutes or even 80 minutes, I thought their defense was probably some of the best they've had all season. Yep. Um, and so they can build on that. But I'm probably going to be picking Roosters for this game. Yeah, I think Roosters. Um, just given yeah, – the, well, just the form that the Titans have shown over the last sort of, sort of month, mm. it's been nowhere near – where it should be, and yeah. and and where they what they're capable of of doing mm. on the week. I just I just don't know sort of what what's changed at um, at the Titans, uh, you know, because they've got it. They've got an exciting lineup that, and and remember, this is a, this is a team that I I said would finish top six, or I thought would would finish top six this year. 
still can yeah. because of the uncertain nature of the competition this year and the unpredictability of, of performances week to week. But they need to, they really need to you know, turn things around now. Absolutely. And they've got a golden opportunity to do that against the Roosters side who, who themselves have been really scratchy. Yeah, no, totally agree. Cowboys, Newcastle Knights, talk about an important oh. game. The Newey Knights. Mate, speak to me, Smithy. What is doing? What's yeah, no, I, 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 I'm not too sure. I, I, we were thinking, you know, the the, the Ponga contract situation may have um, caused a bit of disruption within the group and and a bit of distraction within you know the players. But the day or the two days before he announced that he was staying at Newcastle, he came out and played the best game of of the, of his season. Kind of Ponga against the Dragons. Yeah, he was outstanding. Um, and then from there, it's just. I don't know that like nothing's happened. It's like they're not even firing a shot, mm. Newcastle, um, and I'm I'm not too sure why. This was a team in the first fortnight, three weeks, whatever it was. They were they were one of about four or five teams where you thought, yes, yeah, you know what I mean. Like they've they've turned the they've 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 come out of 2021. Yeah, you know, not a great season by their own standards. Would have been disappointed and. They're here. They're, they're going to take it to 2022. They've found their systems. They've found their mojo. Yeah, and they, and they're going to take it to teams like, um, you know, Melbourne and Penrith and Parramatta, and they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. But they've lost their last six, I think it is. Mm. I think they've lost their last – they have not won a game in their last six. So now they are – are they stone motherless? I think they're last. I'm pretty sure they're last on the ladder, yep. Newcastle, after, you know, their last um, – month and a half of football so you know I, I think right now they just they really need to sit down and have a hard look at themselves mm. and just find find a way to get out of get out of the situation that they're in they they, they really do and, and do they do it against the cowboys well they're they're at the absolute other end of the spectrum yeah as far as um but after those two rounds they were similar cowboys and knights yeah you both going oh okay like, yeah that's right yeah, yeah well that's that's what i mean though yeah. the cowboys were one of those other four or five teams that i meant that i that i was talking they about pretty good um and but but the difference is the cowboys have gone on with it yeah so they they started the season quite good and they were one of the sides where you went oh well you know they they've they've improved on last year mm. but the cowboys have gone on on with it thus far yeah and uh, we're, we're talking about eight weeks into the season there's still a long way but they've they've certainly shown some improvement over those over those six weeks whereas newcastle they've gone the other way and i know six and, on I, the and i know they've had they've been smashed by injuries mm. and had a tough draw and had a tough draw um but they just they you still need to go out and compete mm. no matter no matter what it is the, the players you need to have a mindset of it of not worrying about who we don't have mm. worry about who we do have yeah and let's go out there and give it our best shot which mm. i don't think they have like some of their defense some of their goal line defense in particular Kempi, has just been almost non-existent yeah yeah it's uh, it's really it's i guess the issue is that, like, if you don't have, when you look at Storm and Penrith, and I understand rosters are different and everything like that, mm. but when the Penrith Panthers lose certain players, they still have systems and standards to fall back on. Yeah, you know, they don't accept like, oh, you know, we're missing our key players. It's okay to miss, you know, this amount of tackles. It's like, no, it doesn't matter who's playing. Yep. We still do the basics right. Now, do we have the cream on top? We don't have the cream on top, but yeah. we what we can control is the basics of rugby league, which yeah. is attitude and good defense. Yeah. Um, but but that shouldn't that shouldn't that shouldn't you know hold you back from from wanting to be a force in the NRL yeah. like like your list oh we don't you know we we don't have superstars like Penrith or yeah. we don't have superstars like Melbourne who cares mm. 
go out and compete. Like, test yourself. Challenge yourself against those best sides. Want to be as good as them. Like, push yourself every day to be the very best you can be. Because how, how do you think Melbourne become, yeah. you know, the, 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 the force that they are? How do you think Penrith become? It's because of what they do every day when they turn up the training. Yeah. They, they, they get out of their comfort zone. They test themselves. They test each other. They challenge each other. And, and they drive high standards every day. Like, you, you go into any club in the NRL, oh, yeah, we have high standards. Yeah. Well, do you? Yeah. Like, do you actually follow them up? Do you, do you, do you pull each other up when, you yep. do, when you're not doing something that, that um, you're asked to do properly? Yeah. You know, standards that you have within your team, whether it be, you know, your talk, you know, your actions, your, 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 your tackling ability, your, your catching and passing ability, all these little things that make up a game of rugby league. Do you actually hold each other accountable every day, every session, every moment? Mm. Because I tell you, that's the difference at the moment with Melbourne and Penrith compared to the rest of the competition is yeah. that they, they drive that every every minute of of the day at training and in games. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So hopefully the Newey Knights can bounce back. It's uh, footy is better when the Newey Knights are going well. After the break, we will share our holy schnitz moments from the week. Holy schnitz. Time now for the sporting highlight of the week. Thanks to schnitz. Home of fresh, golden, handcrafted schnitzels. Holy schnitz, I'm getting hungry. Holy schnitz, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> my stomach is eating itself. Surely it's on the way. Oh, it's in my transit, God. they said. I just I just spoke to the producers outside. They said it's, it is in transit. Wow. I tell you what, if there's one thing about having a big beak, it's about smelling food when it's miles away, and I think I can smell that schnitty from a mile away. Right, mate. What's your nomination? <laughs> my, nomina- my, my nomination for a holy schnitz moment is this morning. UEFA Champions League semi-final. Real Madrid come down, come back from one nil down to score three goals in five minutes against Manchester City to progress to the finals against Liverpool. Wow! What? A, I mean, three That's goals, huge. five minutes. In high quality game like that, that would be like mm. you know Penrith and, and Storm, someone scoring three tries in five minutes. Yeah, and they crazy. take on now Liverpool, which is you know massive, crazy, crazy game. So massive. that's my that's my moment, mate. That's a big moment. You What's know yours? my moment. My moment was the Tasmania Jack Jumpers making their very first NBL Grand Final against the Sydney Kings. They they took on Melbourne United. Yeah. The, the powerhouses of the NBL. Okay. You know, why it's, you know why they made their very first NBL grand final? Why is Because their very first season in the NBL, Kempi. Wow. Wow. What stop, an effort. I mean, stop the press. Tasmania, Jack Jumpers, good on you fellas. Um, and all the very best um, with your grand finals. This three-game series mm. starts tomorrow, so all okay. the very best. Tune in as well. The yep. Jack Jumpers. What a name. Yeah, Jack Jumpers. How what is that? Do we know what Jack Jumpers are? Can we find out? Can someone please text in? It's an ant. It's an ant. Oh, we're hearing it's an ant. That's that's what the producers are saying. It's an ant. Uh, but they were our holy schnitz sporting moments, thanks to Schnitz. Got the winning taste right now. Schnitz handcrafted schnitzels made fresh and made just for you. After the break, we'll continue our round nine preview. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith, mate. Your boys, the Melbourne Storm, looking absolutely unstoppable. Play the Dragons. Mm. Uh, Tepe Mairoa, his shoulder, he's out for six weeks uh, with Jordan Grant. Out uh, for six? Did his AC joint, was it? Yeah, did his AC, unfortunately. And he was really good. I think he was really good. Yeah, he's strong. Uh, really strong ball runner. Uh, with Jordan Grant, Caminto uh, into the 17. Uh, no other changes for the side. With Kenny Bromwich set to play his 200th NRL game for the Storm. Yeah, that's a big occasion uh, for Kenny. He, he joined the club as a, as a young man. And, and actually, he, he gave his big brother, Jesse, 
a chance to play at Melbourne. It's insane. So he wasn't even even looked at by by the Storm, Jesse wow. Bromwich, until Kenny. He was training with the the lower grades, um, the under twenty in the under twenty system, and he mm. said, "Oh, my, my brother plays. Can he come down and try out?" So that's how Jesse Bromwich ended Far up at the Melbourne out. Storm. It's just unbelievable. What a goes on to become a club surely, legend, essentially. Surely Jesse's shouting. Kenny coffees and beers for the rest of his life. Uh, well, he just signed a big deal. Sure. Just signed a big deal. <laughs> um, but, yeah, big game. And I'll tell you what, there's no other club that, that do milestone games like the Melbourne Storm. So they'll they'll put on a, a show here for, for Kenny. And so they should. He's been outstanding for uh, Melbourne, particularly over the last three years, I believe. he's He's been fantastic. And it's a shame that he doesn't – Finish his career where it started at the Storm. He's heading up to the Dolphins. But um, congratulations to Kenny on a wonderful achievement to him and his family also. Um, wonderful family down there in Melbourne. Hope it all goes well. I think it will. I think they'll be way too strong for St. George. Um, although they, they've they they've shown some really good signs mm. over the last month, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. Um, St. George, and they've, they've, they really have um, played, you know, better football than what they were in the first month. Um, led by, of course, Ben Hunt, who has just been unbelievable all year for them. He, mm. he really is playing like a true leader. He's playing like a great captain. Yeah. Um, no matter the situation that they've been in all of their matches this year, he's out there um, just trying his, his absolute uh, best for the red and white. Um, Jack Bird back in. He's been uh, named to return at 5 8th. Uh, Talatau Amon, he's back on the bench. But other than that, it, it looks the same, but I just think when it comes to teams playing against you know, Melbourne and, and Penrith, you almost get sick of talking about it, but it's it's almost like, well, how how many points will they win by? Yeah. Melbourne. It's honestly, for, for them to lose this match would be a massive, one of the bigger upsets this year. I mean, yeah. it'd be, I know Dragons doing better than Doggies, but it would be as big as the Bulldogs beating the Roosters pretty much. Yeah. Um, so... I will say, though, I think it was last year that the Dragons did go okay against the Storm. So mm-hmm. maybe their grindy style of play can really give them troubles. I think that if the Dragons are to win this one, it has to be a Ben Hunt masterclass. Yeah. A Ben Hunt masterclass. Uh, all, all the obvious cliches. They've got to start well. They've got to be aggressive. Mm. They've got to control the tempo of the game. They can't allow Storm to get those crazy quick like What's interesting about the Storm is like, if they win the ruck, they essentially win the game because they they're so mm. on the front foot. Like yep. when Olam scored his first try, there were, like he had so it was a quick play of the ball from Munster, and then Harry Grant jumps out, and there was about three blokes on the advantage line ready to get the ball, yep. fighting over a try. Yeah, well that that's the that's 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 why Melbourne is so good is is two couple of things. Well, many things actually, but particularly when they've got the ball, they're fit and mm. they're fast. Yeah. Okay, so they play with speed. And they're at you all the time. So for one for one moment, if if you don't win a tackle, right, and you don't give your your markers an opportunity to get up and be set, and you um, Harry Grant or Brandon Smith, they're at you. Okay, yeah. they're at a dummy half, and they're on the front foot. They're 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 bringing their ball carriers, their halves in particular, onto the football. Yeah. Okay, so when your defensive line turns around, you touch at the referee, you look up, and all of a sudden you've got a wall of purple jerseys heading at you. Yeah. Okay, and then so that then just slingshots. Guys like Hughes, Munster, Pappenhausen, Olam, Bromwich, you know, those edge players, it just sl- slingshots them into your defensive line. And all, all of a sudden, you're just you're just paddling. Yeah. You're sitting there doing your best, like, How, what do I do here? And then all of a sudden, you have to make a decision. And that's all they need. Mm. They're waiting for one defender, 
defender to make a decision and all of a sudden they've got various options around the ball carrier to either play short, play under, run themselves, throw a cutout pass and all of a sudden they're, they're, they're down scoring points up the other end of the field. Mm. So that's, that's, what, that's what they are doing so well at the moment is that they get, they get organized early in their attack. Okay, they've got, they've got several options around their ball carriers and they are at you with speed. Yeah, it's, it's tough too because if you, you have to make a decision. Do I give a penalty away to stop this momentum? <laughs> and then all of a sudden it compounds, it yeah. compounds, it compounds. So yep. it is just so, so important that if, if I'm the, the Dragons, it, it, it's a risk because the Storm will identify this. But if I'm the Dragons, I'm compressing my defense line and just trying to win that ruck by all yep. costs. I'll tell you what I'd be doing. I'd be... I'd be depending on what day they get down there um, on a Sunday, and, and very rarely do they get Sunday afternoon matches, um, Melbourne. Yeah. But um, if, they get a, if they get a nice clear day, it's going to be pretty cold. But if they get a nice day, just kick long and mm. kick early. Yeah. Okay. Make Melbourne play off their own try line for as long as you can in that match. Mm. So you don't have the likes of Munster and Hughes and, and Grant um, and Pappenhausen in your end. Try and make them play off their own try line because they 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 are not afraid to use the football. Yep, they yeah. are not afraid to use the football from their own half. Like they they get thirty meters, thirty five meters away from their own try line, and they will shift the ball on you. Yeah, they'll go from one side to the other, get tackled, and they'll shift it back the other side. Yeah, just to ten- test your defensive um, line and your effort to fill space and and follow the ball and any opportunity they they see or feel they'll mm. take it. Yeah, so just. Like you mentioned, a big game from Ben Hunt. His kicking game will be um, extremely vital to the result of this match. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Sharkies versus the Warriors. Uh, Sharkies looking to bounce back. Dale Finucan returns, uh, listed to start a lock, shifting Cameron McGuinness to the bench. Braden Trindle to 18th man. Club captain Wade Graham will come off the bench in his second match of the year after playing 23 minutes last week. Mm. Uh, the Warriors, uh, great news. Uh, Wateni Zelezniak is back, named to return after suffering a nasty concussion. Uh, replaces Jesse Arthurs, who is a shoulder injury on the wing. Uh, Bailey Sirenen moves to 18th man. Uh, Aaron Penne returns from suspension. This is a really interesting game because the Sharkies will be looking to bounce back. The, the Warriors, they def, they got a win last week. They actually go, I think they're four from five now, which is actually pretty impressive with the Warriors. But I personally, I think the Sharks get a re, play really well mm-hmm. and win, not crazy, but a solid win for the Sharkies. What do you what do you think they would have spoken about after their result against the Broncos last after, week? After the result against Broncos, I, I don't think they would have spoken about it, but I think mm-hmm. they would have been aware that they only played three games in eleven uh, days. They they played three yeah. games in eleven days. Well, so that's, they're a bit they, they look tired. Yes, didn't they? yeah. And so I would just be saying, boys, it doesn't matter how tired we are, fatigued we are, we have to concentrate for eighty minutes because all of those little errors that they, you know, made yep. were just little lapses of concentration about yeah, past selection. And yep. so I would just be saying, boys, we just have to concentrate for eighty. If mm. we're tired, we will we will sort the tiredness out during the week. Yeah, let's just get through the eighty. Yeah, they looked they looked. They looked off early mm. in that match, and yeah. and just uh, I made comment. I was I was calling the game, Kempi. Um, they looked a little bit unorganised. They looked mm. a little bit all over the shop. Not a lot of talk going on, and it wasn't what we'd seen in pr- in the previous week against Manly, where they were so good, particularly in that first half. But, but most part of the year, they looked at they looked as though everyone was on the same page. Everyone knew what was what was happening. That was an off game for them last week. A yeah. game that they I, I think they 
would be pretty disappointed in that they didn't come away with the victory. Although the Broncos were strong, mm. um, but you look at yeah, you, know, you look at that that try that that uh, Matt Moreland scored. They come off a last play tackle where um, Nico Hines he went down the left hand side, got the ball, looked back to his right, was going to turn it back to the right. The ball went on the ground, yeah. So there was actually no one there. Um, nothing was really organised and. Matt Moreland just had some individual brilliance where he picked it up, seeing that Tamari Martin wasn't at fullback, chased his own grubber and scored a try. That was the only points they scored. Yeah. Um, so, who, you know, that, that just showed where they were at last week. I'd like to think they've been given a chance to freshen up and um, and they'll be back to their best uh, this week against the Warriors. A big in for me, Dale Finucane. Yeah. Um, he, well, he suffered a head knock against, um, against Melbourne and he missed the following week against uh, Manly. Then he missed last week with a bit of a calf strain. Um, but I think him being back in the middle, he'll, he'll just shore things up. He'll give Cam McInnes a rest. Yeah. Oh, mate. Because <laughs> he was a workhorse. What a weapon he yeah. was. Like he, like he was one guy that absolutely tried his heart out last week. Um, mm. he, and he was spent. I watched him quite closely yeah. um, at the ground. And there was times where like he, he'd made like his 48th tackle or something and he could barely get back on side. But um, yeah, I think that would just shore up that 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 middle for the for the um, Sharkies. Cam McInnes be able to come off the bench, play his best footy, and I think yeah, I, th- I think that that will they'll they'll do enough to beat this Warriors side who have been pretty good as well. Yeah, it's going to be a really really interesting game. Uh, if you're the Sharkies, Matty Moylan, he's looking to get two years. Would you re-sign him for more than a year? Um. Oh, look, you, you could probably, if you sat him down and explain to him, just say, mate, look, we're really happy with the way you're going at the moment. Um, I'd, I'd probably go maybe 12 months. Yeah, okay. Yeah, just because he, he's been he's been really injury prone too, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So to be able to say, look, we're going we're gonna, to um, go with the two-year deal that you want, mm. um, but if he breaks down, then that leaves a big hole for you. Massive hole. Yeah, you know, playing in a, hole. In, a, in, a, in a key position, either full back or in the halves for them. And and I must say he he's been in really good form. Really good form. Like yep. some, he's he's found some of his um, career best form. But if you explain to him, just say, mate, look, let's let's do it year year on year. Mm. Um, more than happy to look at you know the second year, string together a few games for us, and we're happy to look at extending. Yeah, I mean, you could even do something along the lines of like, it's a, a year or it's two years, but one of it is an option that gets triggered if you play. Yeah, a certain X amount games. of games. I think that'd be a really fair way to do it. Mm. So, like, let's say he plays the first 12 matches of the year, 2023. Bomb yep. triggers. That triggers it, yep. Um, I think that'd be a good happy medium. Because yep. I understand I understand where Moylan's coming from. He's playing great footy. Yeah. But I also understand where Shark is coming from. Uh, with the Warriors, where do, where do you pick put the Warriors right now? Um, well, when they're when they when they playing their, some good footy, like, they, they look like they're, they're a finals team, mm. don't they? Yep. And I feel like it, this is just, I'm on repeat here, but, it's a similar story to a lot of teams right now mm. in that sort of middle third of the competition where when they're at their best, they look really good. They, they're very competitive. They look finals bound. But then when they're not so great, they're just, they look nowhere near where they need to be mm. to be in a top eight final series. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's, being, it's, it's the challenge for these teams right now is to find somewhere in the middle of their best and their worst mm. and to have make that make that at least their their standard yeah and make sure that they they're playing at that level every week mm. cuz if you do that that's at least that's a good base to work from to mm. say hey boys this is this is this is our standard every week that we need to work to 
and give so that that at least gives you an opportunity to be in games every week. Yeah. Rather than going, well, really good this week. Geez, we're poor this week, and you just no chance of winning. Yeah. You you need to give yourself every chance to be involved in every game you're playing. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. We're going to head to a break. After the break, uh, we're heading towards the uh, the end of the, the, the show, mate. Mm, end of the we're show. We're close. Uh, very, very close. After the break, we'll answer your texts and calls. Uh, make sure to call in 1300 01 1170 or you give us a text on 0457 736 736. See you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. And we've got some texts, mate. We've got some texts. Campy, we do. Um, and just want to remind everyone, they are brought to you by TaylorMade. There's a... Um, there's a prize pack for the best text messages that come through. It includes a dozen TP5 golf balls, two radar hat, and a bottle opener. Plus, we've got a $50 schnitz voucher as well. Oh, but yeah. um, if you love your golf, even if you don't love your golf, it might be, able to, might be a good Mother's Day present yeah. it's this weekend for all of our listeners. Just a quick reminder, Mother's Day this Sunday, <laughs> birthday present, keep it for Dad for Father's Day later in the year, whatever you want to do. Gift for anyone that loves golf. Get them in and amongst tailor-made. Taylor leaders in golf. Best in the business. Best in the business. Now, uh, we've got some text here. Uh, Smithy and Kempe. Michael from Logan. Hey, guys, this is interesting. On the NRL app, they show sports bet odds on the draw. And in the last hour, Broncos have come from $6 to $3.18. Is wow. This, is this true? Is that, are, they, are they listening to our... The captain's run. Wow. That's what's going on yeah, here. Yeah, they've thought up. Uh, the boys have said Broncos are they're yep. all over it. Smithy's all over the Broncos, therefore they're We're you bringing know, it right in. We're bringing it right in. Um if that's true, um if that's true, Michael, something's happened there. Surely. Yeah, maybe an someone's injury's r- been ruled out. Yeah. Which maybe wouldn't surprise me, maybe COVID. Mm. Maybe a player's been ruled out. Yep. That's maybe, true. Maybe maybe someone like a uh, a walker. Ooh, Some key player. Wow. Walker. Wow. Hook. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Um, now, hey, Beak and hey, Goat and Beak. With the Broncos' potential signing a monster, do you think they could lead to losing Payne Haas considering the salary cap? Um, well, potential signing, but, you know, I, I'm not too sure whether he'll end up there. But if he was to go there, I, I don't know if Payne would be able to stay, would he? They'd just oh, be short man. on funds. Yeah. Well, they're, look, they're currently paying Adam Reynolds close to a million. He's on what eight, reportedly eight, eight hundred, nine hundred yep, in, in that vicinity for the yep. next three. Mm. Um, if you're bringing Munster, if Munster's coming to the Broncos, he's getting paid a million. Yes, I know there'll be some opportunities for third parties, but he's going to take up a large portion of of your salary cap. And Payne Haas the same. He's asking he's asking price right now is a million also. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't see how they could fit it in. I just don't see how you know. So it's a great text. If mm. they were to chase Munster, I don't see them keeping Haas. It's really it's really hard, and that's a situation. That's that's why we're hearing or being told that. Munster has, has has been informed that he'll have to take a pay cut to stay yeah. because Harry Grant, um, Jerome Hughes, and Pappenhausen mm. are now on big dollars. Um, you, you you just cannot have three or four players in and around that million dollar vicinity because yeah. the salary cap is only nine point six or nine point seven. Mm. So if you're paying if you're paying three or four players a million dollars, there's three or four million dollars out of your cap. There's thirty to forty percent of your salary cap gone. And you still have to pay another 22 or 24 players. Crazy. Crazy. So interesting. Very interesting times at the Broncos. Uh, after the break, we're going to wrap up the show and share our final tips. Welcome back to the Captain's Run, Smithy. Another episode done and dusted. You were absolutely incredible. Oh, you were very good too, Kempe. Well done, mate. <laughs> leading 
with perfection as usual. <laughs> perfection, uh, I mean, I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, now, our tips, our tips. Rabbitohs versus the Do- uh, Broncos. What are you going? Oh, I'm going to take the Bronx yeah. in Golden Point. Wow. And what, Renault? Renault does the Golden Renault, well, for sure. Wow, wow. Yep. Mate, now, Raiders, Bulldogs. Uh, I've got the dogs, actually. Panthers, Eels. Panthers. Seagulls, Tigers. Oh, I'm going to take Manly. Roosters, Titans. Um, I think Roosters. Cowboys, Knights. Oh, I'm taking the cows in great form. Storm, Dragons. Storm. Sharkies, Warriors. I think the Sharks will be back in the winner's circle. Yes, I, I tend to agree, Smithy. I tend to agree. That is the show done and dusted for the week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. As usual, make sure to go to the Apple or Spotify Hit subscribe so you can listen to the full podcast whenever you like. Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, 1170SEN. Uh, Download the SEN app to listen or listen on our website. We'll see you next week. Catch you next week.